Across the realms, the sensation of impending upheaval lies heavy on the wind. From the lowliest gutter snipe to the lords of the Hammerhalian Conclave, all can sense it. The coming of some epical moment that will forever alter the foundations of the God King's empire. On the streets of Sigmar's settlements, prophets rant and rave, foretelling both disaster and triumph. The gates of the greater sister cities of Hammerhall open, and marching forth comes the twin-tailed crusade, perhaps the most ambitious Dawnbringer expedition ever assembled. Thousands of men and women march out into the wilds of Akshi and Gairan, their holy mission to settle two new cities in the name of the God King, two bastions of mortal kind to strengthen his grasp on these vital realms. But Sigmar's enemies are legion, and they will not idly suffer his empire building. No sooner has the vanguard of the twin-tailed crusade set foot upon unconquered land than enemies gather like vultures about it. The ever-warlike tribes of chaos, the numberless hordes of the greenskins, and a myriad of other foes besides. All would gladly see the God King's vision of a cosmos-spanning civilization of order and progress drowned in blood and fire. Into this maelstrom plunge the humble Dawnbringers, armed with shields, steel, and unwavering belief in the righteousness of their cause. But can faith alone conquer the darkness? Can mere mortals bring peace to those benighted lands that have so long trembled beneath the iron heel of tyrants and warlords? Or will the legend of the twin-tailed crusade become one of tragedy and disaster, a cursed prelude to the inevitable doom of the God King's people? Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way, bringing you Trogoths and Oryks and, oh, so many giants. Oh, and let's not forget some Caradron overlords. I'm Dave Wytek, and joining me shortly will be my co-host, Chris Walker. Um, also here with me, as usual, is Lindsay, the albino-Canadian hockey puck. Say hi, Lindsay. All right, so uh, real quick, um, before we jump into it, uh, we are covering Dawnbringer's book two, Reign of the Brute. I am so excited. Um, this is just fantastic. Games Workshop was nice enough to let us uh, see the book uh, a little bit ahead of time, and now we can bring the story and some of the cool things that are happening in this book uh, to you uh, on the same day that it's dropping for pre-order. If you're listening to this on release day... You can go pre-order at your friendly local game store or directly at Games Workshop. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about those friendly local game stores and places like that. And that brings us to our sponsors, okay? Which includes Chaos Org Superstore! 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 Six Squared Studios! Six Squared Studios. All your basing MDF needs. Um, there's they've They've... <laughs> they can do all your 3D printing for you. They can do anything. At the the number six, then the words squaredstudios.ca. That's right. Um, it is in Canada, but it's local shipping for the United States as well. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, USA, USA. All right. Also, let's not forget Grognard's Games in both Roselle and Batavia, Illinois, where there's always something happening at one Grognard's and the other Grognard's. That's right. Double grognards. 
All right. And let's not forget our Patreon sponsors. Those those people who every couple of weeks put money in the tip jar uh, so that this show can happen. Uh, everything that we get to do, everything that happens uh, on this show is really, really uh on the backs of the Patreon patrons. That includes our associate producers, Jake C. and James Brown and Old Man Yeti, our executive producers, Scotty Mill and George Stradone, and our newest executive producer, Sir Killsteak. That's right. Now, we're going to have the producers meeting, and that's going to be a big meeting, too. It's getting large, which is awesome. Uh, and our newest patron, besides Sir Killsteak, the Uruk guy. That's right. Thank you, everyone, all of our Patreon patrons, past, present, and any who are considering doing this in the future. Um, thank you very much for everything you do to keep this show running. Now, uh, we do have voicemail, but I can't... I could, I got, I'm trying to get into my voicemail. Um, we haven't gotten a new voicemail in actually a few weeks. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so we don't have a new voicemail. But if you wanted to call and leave a voicemail, you could do that right now. You could pause the show and you could call... Well, don't pause before I give you the number... Come on now, don't take me literally, gee whiz. All right, voicemail, 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right, that's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00, and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right, 757-441-4696. Call, leave a message. Uh, Speaking of leaving a message, um, (laughs) I had someone call. There were several periods is you know if you're a regular listener that um you know we get a little behind in the voicemail we got big long episodes coming we don't have time for the toolbox and a lot of those things and um i know i heard this voicemail but i think it came in one of those times where we were just bogged down like crazy i got a, an email from uh moritz fundinger and he was trying to get chris to actually get in touch with him <laughs> um but he wanted to do something nice for the show apparently now I don't know if it's Moritz or Moritz because I only have the you know the email. But um, so apparently he listens to the show and uh, he's like, I've wanted to help out, but I've never had an opportunity. Um, so he did what any wise and clever man would do. He contacted one of the sponsors. <laughs> so that's right. Moritz contacted Grognards. And uh, there I was coming in and picking up the um, the uh, bounty hunters with Cad Bane for Shatterpoint, and and I go home and I get a text and I was like, "Hey, you need to come in. There's something here for you." And I was in there this weekend and um, models from Games Workshop, very very generous donation of stuff to add to my Slaves to Darkness and. Uh, uh, soul bite grave lords and i can not I, I mean that's just bananas thank you so much um i just wanted to thank you publicly i know you listen to the show and i know i already sent you an email in that and uh but this this deserves a shout out because this was so unexpected and honestly it was really sweet on that note i'm going to shut up go to break come back chris will be here and we will be talking about the next step in the Dawnbringer crusade uh, boy folks um it, it, it's getting it's getting crazier i have no idea exactly where this story's going to um i have a couple of thoughts based on what was last time and then what appeared here this time um but mama lucia just just wait okay just wait and listen because this <laughs> 
This is going to buckle up. This one's going to be good. We'll be right back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, why don't you get me your levels and then we'll get this going. Okay. Let's do it. Ah, how's your day so far? Not bad. I'm kind of tired, I'm, but I'm up, I'm up every day at five. So, and it's been, uh, grades were due. So I've done nothing but grade for like the past oh, 72 boy. hours. <laughs> that sounds exciting. It's not. It's tedious, <laughs> but I have, you know, a hundred and some odd students and it's four weeks in and we've got like seven or eight or nine assigned. I graded like 1500 papers in the last couple of weeks. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're not full papers. They're just homework assignments and stuff, but you have to grade uh-huh. everything you assign. Yeah, sure. And you're supposed to have at least two grades a week. Yep. So, you know, and I have usually more than that. So what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Keep talking so I can get this level right. Yeah, sure. No problem. Okay. Uh, I had to kind of a. I had to go to the Woodfield Mall today. Oh no! To do some. Is that still hopping? I mean, it was. I got there before it opened, but they were opening oh. a new store there. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I heard that Woodfield is still going. Like, because like Golf Mill is like scary now. What do you mean? Is that uh, up by you? Yeah. Well, no, that was out when I when I was growing up. It was. It's in Niles. It's uh. Oh, okay. at Golf in Milwaukee. Golf Mill Mall. Uh-huh. And it's uh, it's terrifying. So, oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So I did the whole opening. So we can jump right into this. I'll just bring us in, and we'll get going. So that cool. way we can get. Uh, yeah, I just I can't I can't I, I I'm I'm having I'm fading by ten o'clock every night because I got to get yeah, up at five. So I'm just sure. in that spot. So let me yeah, man. let me just move this. Open this. And here we go. Give me one second, and I'll bring us back in. And we are back. That's right. We're back. I'm here with Chris. Hey, yo. Hey. What's so, up? What's going on, buddy? Hey, hey. Okay, so Dawnbringers Part 2. Boy, they yeah. ramped it up, huh? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. 
Uh, you open it up, and it, Dawnbringer's book two, Reign of the Brute, is an exciting new chapter in the ever-evolving story of the Age of Sigmar as the Era of the Breach Beast approaches a brutal, bloody climax. Yes. A bold new venture is launched by the God King and his commanders, the Twin-Tailed Crusade. And so this is what's happening. The Twin-Tailed Crusade. Gyra and Akshi, Hammerhall, are both sending out two enormous crusades at the same time, grabbing yep. two big new cities for Sigmar. That's the plan. Akin to a twin-tailed comet, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, so this is like the largest and biggest and most awesomest one they've ever sent out. Yeah. But I don't think that improves its odds. Doesn't seem to. Any. Well, I mean, think about it. It's just a bigger target. Yeah. You're going to have more things attacking you. So I would think it would even out. The size versus how much is going to come at you when you're that size. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, this book is brutal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this book is brutal, I, I, and it's I, I, awesome I to, and cool. I couldn't read it all at one go because I was just like, God dang. Like, come oh, on it now. took me a couple of nights to sit through this because I had to, st- I mean, th- it, it's information dense. So if you're taking notes for the show, it takes longer anyway. Yeah. But man, there is so much happening. Yeah. Um, they do put a nice little intro in here, the Twin-Tailed Crusade. You know, sort of sl- slip an introduction, but uh, they also talk about what's been going on. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they, they got you got to recap book one. You know, Nurgle had infected all this stuff. They talk about you know the the Harbinger had come. Yeah, you know, they mention Hanover Tall and Armand Callis because I love that these guys show up pretty much in the in these. They're showing up in these stories more and more. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's like they're the cops on the beat, you know. <laughs> it's, it's you know, and, and but yeah. they're, they're breaking up all the supernatural bad stuff. They're like Mulder and Scully. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah, for sure. But they're on there, you know, doing their job. The, the now, so, so the crusades going simultaneous. Hammerhall Aksha and Hammerhall Gyra, um, and the action force was to go east across the Parch. To the mountain valleys of the Talons. And if you go in one of your old books, anything that's got a map of... <laughs> actually, because I've, I've been looking through the books. You know, the maps that repeat the most often are mm-hmm. actually and Gyran. It's yeah. just, it's constantly in everybody's books. Um, and so if you look there, they're heading east toward all those mountains over there. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool because a lot of the stuff is sort of centered. That's out in the, in the great sort of... It's, it's There's a lot of open space there but that's also aren't those the mountains that the that the isn't that the mountains the dwarves ran from in the last episode (laughs) yeah i think so and they said that the skaven came in there and overran the places and then when they were heading here to warn people they've been getting attacked by goblins the whole darn time i I am correct in that i do remember that correctly right i believe that is correct so then crazy yeah and then the gyran crusade is going to go through verdia to the northernmost part of the Everspring Swathe and put a city there. Um, everybody is behind the plan. It's, re- yeah. I mean, literally, they're like, we're just going to send out, and you know, we've said this, if you're always getting smashed, why don't you go a little bit slower with the Crusades and send them out a little more well-stocked? Yeah, well, that, that was the plan this time. They gave it, here's, here's your answer. Yeah. So now they're there, they're huge, they're fully stocked. The city's excited. The leaders are excited. The characters we heard about last episode are going. And so here we go. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I know. It's just like uh, I'm so excited, but you know what? <sighs> Look, they they can't destroy it all. They can't right. have a new age of chaos. Things can get bad. Bad guys mm-hmm. can have a peak, you know. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but let's remember. They're not going to rename Workshop. the game a- Age of Chaos. Yeah, no. I mean, so we know that it's not like, you know, Sigmar's not getting assassinated at the end of this this series right now or anything right. like that. Yeah. But this is the company that did the end times. That is true. <laughs> so even though I don't, you know, it's not going to be the new Age of Chaos, anything can happen. Right. And um, you get a little callous and tall side box here. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, and I just I love those characters. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a couple of it, it's it's the whole thing with the uh, cities of Sigmar, all the cities of Sigmar stuff. We're getting people kind of like us, and you're getting characters who are, and especially with callous and tall guys who are really great fighters, but they're like normal heroes. They're not riding in on. On chimeras, yeah. and they're right. not wielding, and, you know, yeah. magical you know, seven magical swords of old. Mm-hmm. They're just they're the guys in the trenches, and I yeah. and I love those kinds of stories. Uh, okay, fire and fury. So the action half is heading out, and of course, it's angry, it's bold, it's aggressive, it's everything yeah, action because that like reflects the the realm reflects the uh, people reflect the realm. That's how it works. Exactly. So yeah. Marshal Vedra. And uh, she's gonna cross the ash plains and reach their destination. So, so we talked about her in the Cities of Sigmar review. Yes, she's like she is the the head of the military stuff. Yeah, she's from, she's got she's got the swords. Yeah, severed heads. <laughs> she's riding the manacore. Um, but I love how she's like, we're not just gonna get there. We're gonna get there before gy- those gyronites get there. Yeah, those bug eaters get there. Right. So, um, and then, you know, so you've got her going, you've got Pontifex Zenestra mm-hmm. coming too, because of course she's going to. Carried around on her. With cool the skeleton plinth, behind it. Plinth. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody, uh, somebody sent in a question and it was a great, someone sent an email just basically said, you know, what if this is, what if that skeleton, you know, they commented on how they've got the same marks. Yeah. And they said, what if that's like the picture of Dorian Gray? Yeah, I think I mentioned that on the you show. You had said something about how is it connected? Like, there's got to yeah. be a connection, and that's yeah, like I, I think yeah. I think we mentioned that on the show actually. Yeah, we did. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but so she's heading out with the great wheel a turning, um, you know, and it's hot and it's terrible, and of course the like, now we get to the first battle. Like we're on page, like we've just explained what's happening. Yeah, they left. Three third paragraph, the first battle. I know. I, all right. Page eight. Yeah. Yep. The first go. battle was they go through the Veil of Ash, Iron Jaws of the Blood Punches clans, faces smeared with gore and choppers keen as wyvern teeth. Yeah. Coming in there, chopping through. Um, and of course, it, it, it that's bad. Yeah. Uh, but they do a decent job with it. Um, and then uh, First Marshal came down <laughs> and attacked and uh, just starts coming in, chopping off heads. Because she's already awesome. But then we get a problem. Is they fight off this orc, you know, attack. They fight it off. They're winning. It took hours of hard fighting to kill the rest of the Iron Jaws. This battle went on for a while. Mm-hmm. They're not stopping. They get there and uh, Talia Vedra is going through, 
you know, afterwards, it, at, at the end of the battle, everybody's cheering. Um, one of her whisper blades comes up and says, uh, as soon as we left, an entire corn horde is, started, is attacking the city. The yeah, it's like, great. Now, one of the interesting things of this book, before we go any farther, is there's a lot of... This is this story is not being told linearly, right? There is a lot of stuff like right now, like we're on page eight, we're on the second column of the first yeah. page of the the left, and here's what's happening. Talia Vedra has to go back with how much of the force she went out it's, there with? It's like it's like a significant uh, portion of the crusade to relieve Hammerhall. It says it gives an actual number. It's not. It's like. A quarter? No, it's like not a quarter of it. It's like I don't know, but she leaves with a bunch of them, and they it's have like to 15%, go on percent, something like that. But so she has to leave already with a big chunk. So now the leader, the one who they're following through everything, has just taken a big chunk of their army and left to go back home. Yeah, we'll try to catch up. I mean, I suppose that's the plan, right? They can't just leave yeah. them alone, right? Um, but so that's what's happening. <laughs> I know. Um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it says the Linus would depart at the head of a significant portion of the Crusade army to relieve Hammerhall. Yeah. So they're not yeah, even, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's it, so they're out there. So now we're going to cut to another part of the story because this story, like I said, is all over the place. They left. They yeah. go out. They're turning around. Part of them already. Now we've got Trug. Yeah, um, it's a new new character. We've never yes. seen this guy. Um. Yeah. Have you have you seen? We haven't seen. Well, you see the model in the pages of this book. Yeah, they're not. They're the pictures aren't released yet, so we can't say anything. Uh, we don't have. You know, there's not much. We that they, I mean, they've shown stuff, but uh, hold on one second. Let me put my mic down. I got to grab something. Yep. Oh, okay. So. so um, he's, so how yeah. big do we think he's? He's like he's like he's half like, the size of a mega gargant. Oh, uh, I don't know. He is uh, at least on the model. He's like he's he's walking on three. Like he's got his knuckles on the ground and the, and he's swinging yeah. the club with the other one and his two feet are down. And I don't think he'll ever stand up straight because he's got that big thing on his back. Yeah, but he seems to be at least twice as big maybe three times as big i mean if you're just going by sheer bulk he's at least three four times larger than a than a regular troll okay he's big and he's old this okay this is funny (laughs) i find this section humorous okay Mm -hmm. so you get this you know trug the name echoed throughout the mountains you know screeched up by this so in an ancient forgotten area of gyran known as andro androsia Androsia? And yeah. Uh the Trogoth king is hibernating. He's in a da- dank hold at the heart of a warren of vine strangled caverns. He awoke from his centuries long slumber just as the air of the beach reached its violent apex, startled into semi consciousness by a sudden surge of vital energy that flowed into his creaking bones. Now, what he doesn't know is that's the ritual of life spell mm-hmm. that's waking him up, okay? Um to the Trogoth, it was nothing more than an unwelcome interruption of his rest. Now, he's been asleep for centuries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he tries to ignore what's coming, the emanations coming off the altar on his back. Right, which is weird. Okay, so he's got this altar. Now, this is this story's bananas, okay? Yeah. 
Um, he tries to go back to sleep. We're going to find out like where the thing came from in a bit. But apparently Trogoths can sleep a long time. And mm-hmm. this guy has slept for centuries. I mean, he basically slept through the Age of Chaos. Yeah. It seems like, right? Uh, yeah, that's what, it's, that's what they kind of say, yeah. And he wakes up at the end of the Era of the Beast. So he slept through that. He slept through the Realm Gate Wars. He slept through the, he slept through the, um, the Necroquake. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, right? He goes back to sleep. Nothing is going to get him. He starts falling back to sleep again. Braggit Big Taka. Screaming and screeching and pointing from last, uh, from last uh, book. Is so annoying. <laughs> yeah. That he wakes this guy up. Yeah. So uh, Braggit's just making making all this noise, waking up. He wakes up and his he's he's got a migraine. Right. Trug has a migraine. And they kind of they kind of say what it's from. Yes. Um, but you know, Braggit runs away because he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. But eventually he gets through and he's daylight and it's you know, he's in the great parch and he just sees these bright lights and they're making his head hurt. And he's just looking at, like, what are these bright lights shining in the distance? There's nothing in the books that we've read that would indicate what would happen, you know, like what this is. So he starts marching off. He's like, I don't know what that is, but it's making my head hurt. I'm going to go smash it. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much his origin story. It's like, okay. He woke up. He had this arcane thing, like, had grown into his back. Well, it was kind of like put there by some people. Yeah, right? it was put there, and we're going to get to that part. Yeah. And I and I can't wait for it because this isn't this is crazy. This is actually a really clever story. Mm-hmm. You did something with this that I wasn't expecting, and made it really. He's interesting. He's fun, and he's something different than your average giant trogoth. And I just yeah. I really like it. Mm-hmm. So. He's going after this, doesn't even notice, of course, and they talk about this. When the giant trolls go on a march, they get people behind them. They don't even notice they're getting people behind them because they're just off on their own thing. So um, (laughs) he sees these lights, and what he doesn't know is this is, these are the geomantic nexuses. These are the waypoints of the ley lines. This is where they go put cities of Sigmar if they can. Yeah, exactly. These and so it's where this magic is coalescing. He's seeing the pattern. Yeah. In all these lines and it's bright light is hurting his eyes. So that's bad. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to destroy these things. And yeah, we've they already kind of need they kind of need these, yeah. We need these and look what happened when Abelicor destroyed a bunch of these types of things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh-oh. So he goes and he first gets to the magma hold of Hasgard and Rufig. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, there's kind of, it's just in his way. The wonders of Dwarden construction joined together by cunningly layered tunnels and protected by magmic firewalls and gates of runic iron. It took 12 nights for them to be destroyed. Yeah. And he's still, his head's still hurting. Only a single rune son escaped the slaughter, ordered to brave the mountain passes and bring word to the Fireslayer stronghold of Vostargi, Mont of the disaster that had fallen the lodges. And then Trug travels on. Yeah. Doesn't really notice what happened. Yeah, not a bit. And now (laughs) Trug's story. Okay? So now back to the crusade. Right. 
Meanwhile, back at the crusade. Um, First Marshal Vedra did not want to leave, but she hands over the reins to her fav- one of her favorite officers, Free Guild Marshal Derridan Malcorn. Yeah. He was already a legend in the halls of the Acad- Academia Marshal, um, yet he was not Talia Vedra. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. That's his only... It's his. Oh, here it is. Departure lines alongside one-fifth of the entire crusade force. So she took 20%, including Mm -hmm. many of its elite hammers of Sigmar retinues, was a grave blow to the morale of the action half of the... So already people are like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, so those are the Stormcast. Yeah, she took most of the Stormcast with her. Yeah. And 20% of the whole place. Mm -hmm. Now, the um, Lady Zenestra... Her influence yeah. over the common soldiers starts to increase. Mm. Uh, she's like the, she's like the, like she's the, the head of that, that, the, ch- that the great of wheel that religion. Yeah, yeah, the Church of the Great Wheel or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So they basically, you know, there ain't no atheists in a foxhole. You know, and as mm-hmm. they're getting attacked and things are happening, they're tired, they're bloody, they're exhausted, and she is offering them Sigmar's you know, light. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, don't worry about it. Their, their whole thing, we talked about this last, last episode, the great wheel keeps turning, and humans are the grease. Yeah. Our lives are short. Our lives don't mean as much, but if we work together, we can build a better future for our descendants. We should be happy to give our lives in the service of Sigmar to keep the great wheel turning. Um, That's... uh. <laughs> That's the whole plan, and these guys start listening to it. But -hmm. what's happening here is that, you know, that whole thing with the great wheel, they don't like, like, that's why she's being carried. Because the wheel is a religious symbol, and it's not something you put on your cart. Right. So they don't use them. So these guys start taking apart. Yeah, the war machines and. Yeah. Tanks and stuff. The steam wagons and the, (laughs) the, like, what? Yeah. Okay, so that's not good either. So things are going from bad to worse here. Yeah. Um, perhaps disturbing of all to the marshal was the undeniable truth that the pace of his advance had not slowed nearly as much as he had feared. Having taken the apparently senseless decision to abandon their conveyances and no longer besmirch the sacred wheel and mud and filth, they have a newfound intensity, and they don't have to carry all that stuff that they dumped because they don't want <laughs> wheels. Yeah, that's kind of weird. This is the dumbest thing ever <laughs> this it's, it's very strange it well that's the, okay that's weird crazy religious extremism happening here yeah more and more of his soldiers were heeding the words of Zenestra and her wheel priests mm-hmm I've never even heard that term before chanting along to the wheel priests dirge like hymns the infantry maintained a pace that seemed impossible yeah and when he looked her in the eye, he saw, and, and, and she awed and terrified even him. I don't, and then there's a little story here. I, I just don't even know what is going. Like, she's got power. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and she, like, she, oh, it's crazy. So, okay, so what's next? Okay, so they're supposed to stop a truce break. Yeah. Okay. That's the That's first to, stop. Yeah, they're supposed to retool, rearm, resupply, all this stuff. However, <laughs> uh, 
They hope for some rest and recuperation. They get over there, and an aura of barely contained panic hung over the town. Palpable is an acrid stench to the exhausted donors who trampled through the gate. Within, they found terrified citizens and garrisons of nervous free guild troops whose eyes were locked on the horizon. Um, a host of Trogoths are coming, mm-hmm. led yeah. by Trog. Yeah, Trogoths, Grots, and giant spiders. Yes. Would be within a league of Truespake before Hish descended. Summoning those free guild formations he believed he could still rely on, those who had not yet been swayed by Zenestra's oratory, the marshal moved to intercept the horde and put an end to this so-called Trogoth King. Yeah, probably wasn't his best move. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Nobody's listening to him. All right. And and she's not listening to him, and she's not helping. Yeah. I mean, she's really kind of, you know, making making it hard for him. So he's going to take the people who will listen to him and go do something. I, mm-hmm. I mean, is it wise to split your forces? No. Does no. he? He's a military leader who's been who's basically kind of been usurped. I don't, I don't blame his actions. Yeah. So he kind of he kind of gets the, I don't know. He's a he's a victim of victim of circumstance. Cir- poor circumstance no. here. Um. Yeah. Okay, so I like this part. Here comes yeah, Trug. Trug. Trug is coming along. Yeah. And everything, it, every, it, it's, it's, it's just like when Kragnos comes, comes and every, every orc. And yeah, it's a similar goes, like, thing, right? They just start, it says basically every, you know, grot, every other Trog, everything just comes out, comes out after here. Mm-hmm. Um so they're going, and the corn-worshipping tribes start coming after them. Now, these are these are tough armies. In fact, yeah. later in the book, it calls them, they are the more, the, the, the corn bloodbound are the mortal enemies of the cities of Sigmar, the humans. Like, it's the corn the humans are the ones who are, like, they're, you know, from Corgus Cool all the way, all yeah, the way back is, to that time. Yeah, these are, like, the Corgus Cool guys. These are the dudes who are wandering mm-hmm. around, actually. Exactly. And these guys come flying up at the trolls. Yeah, they just want to fight. Need skulls for corn. And tro- and and troll skulls, they're big. Those things regenerate. They're hard to kill. They're worthy skulls. Yeah. Uh, these guys get trounced. <laughs> yeah, they just get smashed. They get brushed aside. It was like if Mike Tyson was fighting an infant. Yeah. It was just a joke. Spiders and squigs alike feasted well on chaos tainted flesh that day, and the few survivors that were snatched met a truly awful fate, turned into screaming fungoid growths by grot shamans. Yeah. That ain't good for them. Soon they were no more than a few miles between the Trogoth King's vast host and the perimeter cogforts of Trucebreak himself. Or yeah, itself. I wonder, so they, they talk about the cogforts a lot. I wonder if we'll ever see one. I'd like to, you know, I, I mean, I, I, a while back I had to sell, I had just too much stuff. You know, you had to, you sometimes you have to call. Yeah. And I did wind up selling, I had a Dreadfort. Oh yeah. One of the cast Dreadforts. And yeah. you know what? It was beautiful, but it's just so big. And I don't, pl- I don't need, I don't play a game that requires that. Yeah. It was just something I never used, but I had it built and it was gorgeous. Um, it was awful to ship mm. because it was breaking the bubble wrap. Oh, with all the spiky. spiky parts, and the spiky yeah. parts hurt. That yeah. that terrain hurt if you picked it up wrong. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. All right, so but, the, but I think the cog for I think it. I think they could make that. I think it would be cool. I would. I mean, right? it would be like the size of like a piece of terrain, but it would have you know it would have like guns on it. And, well, why not a bunch of pieces? They do all that stuff for forty k. Yeah, those right? those running trenches and stuff. Yeah, 
Make a but cog, the cog fort. fort. The cog forts move, right? They were on like big feet. Right, but yeah, you could make some. But I'm saying if we're going to work for, I, 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 I thought oh, that's right. It's uh, as a playable piece. I was thinking of it. Yeah, as more as terrain. I think it would be. A, I think it would be like a playable piece. I mean, they are. I mean, they have huge models. I mean, they have mega gargants and this trug model. This trug model, or he, he's no joke. That's a big model. You know what I mean? They have huge models. They could do it. Be yeah, cool. I suppose they could. That'd be cool. All right, so uh, all right, so now we get here. So. Malcorn. The, ne- the, ne- the next part is called Death and Disaster. Death and names? Disaster, folks. Jeez. Here it comes. In case you were wondering how it might turn out. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Malcorn's plan is simple. His heavy artillery, the Ironwell Great Cannons, you know, they're going to yeah. start start shooting. They would hold Mander's Crest. Okay. This is a place. It's It's got lava coming on three sides. There's only one way up. It's easily defended. Yeah. You could put two cog forts up there. Yeah. And, you know, and... Mobile gun-studded platforms as tall as castle towers and manned by sharpshooters. That sounds like a cool model. That would be cool, but that would be crazy. That would have to be, like... That would have to be your faction terrain piece or something like that. Yeah. That would be a cool faction terrain piece. It can kind of move around. Yeah, that'd be neat. I mean, I don't know, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) So they get in there. They're ready to go. His infantry held a line at the base and was just... Boom! Shooting them, shooting them, shooting them, shooting them, shooting them. So they yeah, now, yeah, the grots are dying left and right. Now this one, I don't blame Melkorn for running out there. I do blame him for this though. He's slaughtering stuff left and right. So he signals the charge, and he takes the fight out to them. Yeah. He's in an amazingly defensible position. Yeah. You don't leave it. This is like in three hundred. You know, <laughs> you hold yeah. that spot. You don't run out of that spot. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. And he left the artillery mm. back there. Seems like, a, seems like a rookie mistake. Saying no one's going to get there, except guess what? Yeah. <laughs> you get some Boingrot bounders. Yeah. And that Bears lava. wherever they want. That yeah. lava thing that's blocking you. Right over it. Just jump right over it. What followed was slaughter. Yeah. And without the cannons backing them up, the Trugeth King himself shows up and Trug yeah. charged yeah. the Lion's Pride, which was, wasn't that one of the... Uh, That's one of the cog forts. So the two cog forts are the St. Markov and the Lion's Pride. Lions, he hit it so hard that the hapless forms were sent tumbling from its parapets. He repeatedly hammered the fortress with its club, reducing it to a mangled pile of scrap that bled oil into the ashen earth. Yeah. Um... And all the Donners go, oh, we're dead. Yeah. They're like, he just took down the actual fort. Yeah, one of their one of their cog forts. Yeah, exactly. So, so they retreat back to truce break. And what happens to the Saint Markov? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Uh, yeah, that's gets gets, uh, gets destroyed by Arachnorok spiders. Arachnorok spiders catch up to it, surround, yeah. swarm it, and tear it apart. Yeah, they web it up and all kind of stuff. Now this is interesting. He comes back. He lost the fight. He lost his troops. Most of them have died. This was a waste. It was a tactical blunder on his... I mean, should he have gone out in the first place? Probably not. He should have figured something out together with the whole unit. But he did it that way. Yeah. And then he made a tactical blunder on top of it on a risky move. He is a broken man. It says he's broken in body and spirit. 
and it was Pontifex Zenestra who issued the command to make ready the strong points defenses and assemble the Castellite formations in preparations for the imminent siege. He got back, and he's he he's he's not in charge, yeah. and not because they took it from him. He's just he failed so bad, it 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 really affected him. Yeah. Um. Now, but she kind of re- tries to redeem him. Which the, okay, but this seems sinister to me. Doesn't it feel a little bit a little bit to you? Okay, and not sinister so much as this. It just it makes me not trust this woman even more. There is some. Mm. I mean, the, the zealotry stuff always makes me nervous. You know, in these things, you know, the, yeah. these people. Yeah. These are the people who can cause the most trouble in the name gotcha. of you know this. Uh so only her certainty, only her. You know, I'm ready. We've got this. Don't worry. Prevents panic, right? Yeah. She goes, though, and finds him and makes him stand before her, tells him your pride is your sin, but even shamed souls have their place, and the Battle of Trucebake would give you one chance to restore his honor. He basically, she basically tells him to go be a slayer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, go redeem yourself. If you know... The old, not fire slayers, but the old yeah, world yeah, yeah. slayers, and yep. I know you do. Yep. He sees on his last hope for redemption. His small force, a ragtag company of volunteers, wounded soldiers, and flagellants would hold the gates as long as they could. And that's what he did. Fought for glory while the rest of them got away. He yeah. fought like a man possessed. And even as the Tragus battered it open, they got streams of liquid metal coming. The bad moon waxed large, however, and silhouetted before it, Trug the Trogoth King came bursting through the gates. And truce break is no more. Yeah, well, they blow it up. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get to that part. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he fights as long as... Oh, that's right. He gets to the big piss... He's got all the barrels of the uh, yeah. finger bite powder. Right. One of several score left behind in the wagons. A mm. score is 20. Yeah. And several is, I'm assuming, at least three. Yeah. That's more than two. So we're talking 60 barrels. And finger bite powder, they said, is particularly volatile black powder from Akshi. Mm. So, yeah. Womp, 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 womp. Pontifex Zenestra is. Yeah, so they leave. Like, she takes the, the they, bulk of the force and leave. Basically, those guys guarding that front gate are all that's left. Yeah, so everybody night turn runs. Day, yeah, night turn to day is more than a ton of blast powder ignited at once. Ooh. Yeah, so her and her force are, they're on their way. They're, you know, they're trying to take advantage of the distraction. Now, they went through and they get through and um, they were heading towards the Ember Passes, but they blew it up. They didn't kill everybody. There was yeah. a whole army back there. They right. definitely slowed them down, but now Squig Riders are coming after them, mm-hmm. grabbing the guys in the farthest back, the stragglers. And then suddenly, so it says here, uh, ever more hooded figures emerge from the darkness, swarming forward despite the desperate musketry of the Castellite formations and the countercharges of Zenestra's battle-worn cavaliers. At that moment, <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's not bad enough, I think that's going to be the theme. That if, if we didn't have to call it the name of the book, because I feel like we should, yeah. I would call it because it's not bad enough. I right. think that's. I mean, it's like, it's like everything that could go. It just. 
that's why I had to stop reading it for a while. It's just like, geez, there's just like nothing good is happening in here. But remember the last book, The Letters yeah. Home. She died. Right. I know. That one lost, and here's another one. Yeah. I'd like to read about one of these that succeeds that aren't the main right. ones. I mean, so, some of them do succeed. I 10%. Mean, that's. I mean, it can be- we still like to see one of them. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm. I'm actually. I. I don't know if this one. One. I, I, at this point, I feel like one of the two ain't making it. Mm. I think at least one will make it. They won't both be destroyed. Yeah. And I have a feeling it might. I. I. I in. In my head, I feel if only one makes it, it's going to be Gyran. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because actually is just so. All the finger bite powder. I just feel a lot of yeah. explosions and blowing things up happening. Yeah. All right. So they hear this deafening bellow break out. And the deaf, the terrified donors look back at the ruins of Truce Break. And here mm-hmm. comes Trug. Yeah. He doesn't die. Coming toward them, his entire body wreathed in flames as if he was a demon of ancient tales sent to obliterate humanity. <laughs> the artifact on his back is howling and spitting, and the runes, are, the runes in it are glowing, uh, but he's not burning. And that's like right. the one thing that, like, that, things that can reject. Yeah. Trolls, yeah. Yeah. I mean, remember they used to have the rule. They took yeah. extra damage from fire attacks. Right. Um, here's an interesting thing. Here he is, charging closer and closer. And he's got all the a, a score of smoldering but similarly unharmed Trogoths. And Zenestra feels the wheel turning here. She feels mm-hmm. it. She stands up from her chair, arms spread wide, eyes blazing in the half-light. All eyes went to the matriarch of the Great Wheel as her body began to glow and her voice boomed with the force of a hundred cannon salute. The wheel shall ever turn. Yeah. And then... Like yeah, like beams of light shoot out from her. Eight, like, well, eight twisting beams of light. Eight mm-hmm. is that one for each realm, or is that the eight pointed sigil? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Every sigmite touched by it was filled with a comforting war. But any grots or tragas that burst into white flames that turned them into burning husks. Yeah. And then the donors who witnessed this miracle would later swear that her emanation rose high into the sky, lighting the way to the ember passes and instilling panic in Trug's host. Um, the eight blades that go out, though, mm-hmm. they don't just go out. They're not just beams. It's not like she shot eight arrows. The beams go out and stay. Yeah. And then... They start turning. Like right? spokes of a wheel start yeah. turning around her. And just basically anything that's touched by them as they go through, uh, you know, the the Dawnbringers feel great. Everybody else, dead. Yeah. This now, is, do you remember, was this? It, was this reflected in her rules at all? I don't remember. No, but I mean, they usually don't have rules for, I can just wipe the board clean. Like this is, these, this is, I mean, <laughs> This is more moment, you know. I guess so. Like I just, I always, I always just like, what is the justification for this? Well, once again, I mean, she's got obvious powers. I think that they're keeping her mysterious on purpose. Her story yeah. may unfold more as yeah. the stories go out. I'm expecting it to. Yeah. But I mean, you can get. I mean, come on, they do stuff always, like this. I mean, we, I always think about this. Like, you ever see Pacific Rim? Yeah. So you know when they're fighting like the the monsters like underwater. And yep. like the one, the one main robot, he's like shooting his guns and shooting his rockets, and they're like doing this and that, and the flame, th- you know, whatever. And then he like, this is like deep into the movie. Then he like pulls out this sword 
and like instantly kills like two of them. Whoosh, whoosh. It's like, bro, like maybe Why you should have pull that out. Yeah, you, yeah, maybe you should have led off with that, dude. Like you yeah. know, like. <laughs> I, mean, I feel I, like I'm assuming she had that this, this power is, the whole time. Like I, I'm assuming this is one of those last ditch emergency things where she's going to be weak and tired afterwards. Like I, it's a vulgar display of power type thing. I don't know. Yeah, but like I said, it's not in the rules. But also, like le, like there are times you just can't translate things into the rules, and but you yeah. need them. You need them for dramatic effect. Okay, I hear you. I mean, right. when a hundred space marines land on a planet and pacify it, yeah, I'm sitting here going, really? They didn't just nuke those guys? It's like, ah, they can take it, you know. Yeah, I think there's nothing in the rules that are ever gonna quite capture it. But yeah, what, what do they it call it? Was cool. in, in storytelling, they call it a MacGuffin, right? The MacGuffin is yeah, the, or that's the that's the the, the thing you need. Uh, I gotta yeah. I gotta get I gotta get this this item to that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has little powers. So, <laughs> so they said this. So the great wheel descends and smashes into the walls of the chasm entrance, triggering a landslide that crushes Grotz, Tragus, and Fidelins alike. So the wheel actually was becomes physical, and as she's spinning it, it starts bringing down the mountain on these guys. Yeah. When Trug rose unsteadily to his feet, his skull ringing and his hide painfully scorched, he saw no sign of his foes. He bellowed in rage, intensified by the fact that smashing truth bacon into rubble had yeah. done little to p- dim the pain in his skull. Yeah. And they still haven't explained how he got that thing in his back. We're going to get to that at some point. We should take a break, though. We've oh, yeah. been going for about forty minutes. We've let's yeah. see. Oh, and now, oh, you know what? Hold on. Let this next part. Oh, this is still Akshi. the Akshi adventure, the Traga. This, this is so. What they do is they like do a little summary. Okay. All right. So you, you, let's do this one then, and then we'll break. And we come back. We'll explain the the back story. Yeah. Oh no, let's do that in the. Tra- okay, yeah. We got two more pages, and then we'll take a break because then we're going to flip to the Gyronite half. Right. Okay. So the Crusade of Fire. Is the more uh, that's the action half? They call it the Crusade of Fire, which mm-hmm. makes sense. It's the yeah. more heavily armored. The journey across the wilds of the Great Parch, risking dehydration and incineration. Even on a good day, the air is hot and so thick you can taste it. Flame cyclones, meteor showers, jets of lava. No less murderous than the weather is the wildlife. Blister, blister serpent, blister serpents. That just sounds um, yucky. Yeah. Seize unwary travelers and drag them down beneath the burning sands while ash crawlers, A-S-H, ash crawlers, <laughs> and, and magmavores have a taste for human flesh. Say what? Sudden yeah. gusts of fiery wind ignited clumsily stowed bags of finger bite, blowing off arms or fingers. Bummer. Even before they met their enemy in open battle, the ground-pounding steel helms and fuselers were exhausted and bloodied. Had they not possessed the relentless drive characteristic of the folk of the Great Parch, it might have faltered before it even began. Yeah. So the action one is not doing great. This is fantastic. Yeah. I feel like they set themselves up for failure. I don't know, man. Yeah. But I'm, hey, man, I'm just rolling with it. Like, yeah, this is crazy because yeah. this is only book two. Right. There's going to be four or five, is the, the, the number I keep guessing. Yeah. I got a but, question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on page twenty, yep, yep. the little box, the little box with a picture in it, mm-hmm. right above where it says Hammer Hall Aksha. Uh-huh. What are what are those little little bird guys that are being ridden there? Those look like griff. Those look are like, those griff hounds? Those look like or griffa. Yeah, they don't have those anymore. <laughs> oh, you're right. Looks like. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. 
That looks like one. I don't know. That's oh right. Yeah, it does. It absolutely looks like one. What are those called? Those are the demi griffs. Demi griffs. That's right. Yeah, those look like demi griffs to me. Looks like demi griffs to me too. With like like knights, like regular like human knights riding them. Uh, who knows what they'll bring back? Although they just uh, right? did release that entire thing. Army, you're probably not going to see them right away. Oh, anyway, okay, so let's get the history of the Trogoth King before we take a break. Yeah. Uh, legends dating back to the age of myth tell of an immense lumpen creature that bedeviled Gairan, turning cities to rubble. Annals recovered from Khazalid ruins speak of a Trogoth of uncanny size they called Old Stone Shatterer. All right. For yep. centuries, tro- I think this, okay, I'm sorry, this is hysterical. This is typical moron geniuses. Okay. This mm-hmm. is the guys from Big Bang Theory. They're the smartest people in the room and the dumbest people in the room. <laughs> So for centuries, Trugs lays dormant in the grotto beneath the Gyronite kingdom. We already said that. While he yeah. lay oblivious, the age of myth led into the... So he's there since the age of myth. <laughs> yeah. While he laid there, and he'd been there asleep a while already, mm-hmm. then the age of chaos comes in, right? The plague yeah. god spreads his sickness through the realm. A co- an order of arcanists sheltered in the vine-choke caverns here and there discovered the sleeping Trogoth. What happened next is a mystery because it was dumb. <laughs> Perhaps when the arcanists stumbled into his dankhold, they assumed his immobile form covered in moss and with skin-like rock to be nothing more than a curious feature of the surrounding cave. Basically, they got rocky skin. They yeah. went down there. He was covered in moss, hadn't moved in centuries. They thought he was part of the terrain. Yeah. So what do they do? They set up a magical laystone to protect them from the encroaching tribes. The the the, the moron geniuses. Yeah. So they do this. So if you look at the model, he's got like a big like rock, like stuck on his back. Yeah. And that thing is is, that that thing is in it, and it's broken. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, comes up in the story because it doesn't work a hundred percent right. Now here's the problem. Um, when Moss, okay, moss and vines start growing on him, and he mm-hmm. sprouts horns. He, the, trug, the trug model has enormous horns. Right. Yeah, big antlers. Giant antlers. Side effects of the uncontrolled life magic spilling through the now damaged laystone. Centuries passed. He's been asleep mm-hmm. for 500 years. He's taking a net. This is bananas. This is just dumb, but it's funny. Um, so he sleeps through all this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Sleeps through getting this laystone on him. Sleeps through the magic changing him. Sleeps through the age of chaos. Sleeps through the necroquake. Sleeps through the most of the age of the beast. And brag it, big talker. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so what wakes him up? Some weedy little goblins. Uh. He's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. What's giving him a headache, though? He yeah. that that thing grew into him. The thing that's connected to the different w- ley lines. Yeah, he's seeing the waystone nodes, mm-hmm. the geomantic web, or that's it. He can see the astro matrix, and yeah. he wants to destroy the astro matrix to make <laughs> his headache go away. Yeah, that is this guy's story. Sum it up. An old, uh, an ancient troll sleeps for half a, you know, half a, half a, half a, a eon. Yeah. yeah, and then wakes, wakes up, up with this thing stuck on his back, yeah. and, and decides he has to destroy the 
Astro Matrix. <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't find this funny. Yeah. You know, I'm falling in love with the entire dist- with the exception of the Kragnos, and not just not the model, just Kragnos in general. I, yeah. got, I have some issues with. We could talk about that at a later date. He's kind of a butt, right? I just I don't like his character, <laughs> and I I, I yeah. don't care for his rule. Like it just I ugh. yeah yeah. But I'm telling you, every other thing in destruction. I mean, if if I wasn't so in love with painting these the slaves to darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be doing nothing but destruction armies. I have just so fallen yeah. in love with the with the nonsense between the orcs and the trolls and the yeah. ogres. Well, I they have, have a lot. They have a lot of new stuff coming out, and they have. A, you know what it is? There's a lot of personality to these guys. Mm-hmm. They're fun. I mean, and that's not to take anything away from Cities of Sigmar. Those might be some of my. I, I've never been a huge fan of the human things or the human armies. Sure. Like I like them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's never something I've had a desire to play, and I really had to curb my enthusiasm over starting a new army because <laughs> those are some of my favorite models I've seen in a long time. Yeah, they're just really wonderful. Yeah, but back to Trug. Mm-hmm. Ancient, even by the standards of his long-lived kind, he can take a hit from a cannonball without blinking, and yeah. even the sharpest war. So okay, so he's supposed to be tough. Depending on which form of realm magic the laystone is attuned to at any given time, a different phenomenon will manifest. Right. So when Gyran flares, his regeneration works better. Yeah. When it's Akshi, he's wreathed in flames. That's what was happening. It wasn't from the explosion. The Akshi thing was kicking in. And so all of him and his guys burst into flames that don't hurt him. Right. This is... Yeah, he can't he can't control the powers, but he just kind of Well, actually when you get to the rules, you kind of almost you, you can a little bit. Yeah. Which is cool. But we're taking a break because we need one. Yeah. And what we're going to do then is um come back and talk about the Gyronite half of the crusade. Cool. There's always something happening at Crognards. That's right, friends. Crognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Crognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. Yes, we are. 
the Gyronite Crusade. Let's go. All right. So, uh, they're you know the Dawnbringers are all about firepower and finger bite powder and all that. Yeah. Uh, the one coming out for Verdia is going to be a little more measured. The Gyronite strength, and this 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 almost sounds just so cutthroat and ruthless. Mm. But their power, they have a lot of cannons and stuff. They know they what do. they need. Yeah. But that's not where their power is. They don't have nearly the number or the or the stuff like the Axians have. Yeah, the equipment. What they have is basically, they got the peeps. They breed like rabbits. Yeah, they got the they got the peeps. Gyron. The realm of life promotes new life. I and, know they call a, a recruit new soldiers from a populace that multiplied with fecund rapidity. Yes. I saw that you. I'm like, ooh, that's it. That's an interesting way to say it. But yeah, yeah. It's, I basically, so too. Like, I like, 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 fecund is like a, it's almost like an earthy reproduction, right? It's like be, a, basically, they're constantly making babies. Yeah, which is okay. It's kind of like okay. It's, at least they throw the word scrofulous in here. Yeah, was thank a, you. That was <laughs> a, that was an old favorite. <laughs> um. <laughs> so now we've got veteran marshal Isilla Thorian who's leading them. Yeah, we don't know who this is. No, she's a new character. She preferred a steady, well-planned advance guided by her wilder core scouts, her green we cloak circle. Are. We you mm-hmm. know, uh, so uh, you know Jade Battle Mages, the green cloak circle. Yep. Her mortal formations and auxiliary troops were supplemented by a host of the redeemed led by Tornus. Yay! I was happy when I saw that. Me too. Like, Tornus, Tornus the redeemed Tornus is the back. Redeemed, yes. We haven't. He the last time we talked with him was in the Realmgate Wars, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. I mean, it, seriously, because that that he was redeemed during the Realmgate Wars, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So yeah, we haven't seen much of him. I know he popped up in a book somewhere. He did, yeah. But I mean, he's been pretty quiet. It's, it's nice to you know you made all these cool characters in the beginning, and now we're introducing. Mm-hmm. Let's. It's nice to bring the old guys back. Yeah. So you don't know who that is. He was a Torglux the. Something the, he, the Fowler or something. He, he was, was like a Nurgle. A, was he, he like a Tree a Lord or something? Lord. He's a Nurgle Plague Lord. No, but first he was he was a, he was a Sylvaneth. They had captured and tortured him and and basically kept pushing him and doing all sorts of stuff to him until he gave in and accepted Nurgle's power. Mm. And then he had so much self loathing he became one of Nurgle's best guys because he wanted to destroy everything in the Sylvaneth realm to make so that he could forget yeah. what he was. Yeah. Uh, and that's when uh that's when the um the Celestine Prime right cracked s- him with the hammer. He saw the good in him and rather than yeah. smite him with the hammer, he uh tapped him in the head with the hammer and burned away yeah. all of the evil and viciousness and gave him a chance to become a storm host and be redeemed. Yeah, gave, basically he got reforged. Yeah. Yeah. He smashed him but didn't kill him. He sent him up for for forging, which is yeah. it's a, it's a really great story. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so they're going through the narrow isthmus, connecting the greater Verdian landmass to the northmost peninsula. They're heading north. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all of a sudden, their first battle. So that, well, what? before we do that, there's actually, he actually leads, like, it looks like, I think there's like a unit of Stormcast called the Redeemed. Yes. And these guys are like a unit of. Stormcast Eternals. Were they all who, who, like him? Who or? Used to, who, yeah, they were all like him. They used to be Chaos Warriors, and now they've all been 
cured. Their corruption afflicting them had been purified by a blow from Gal, Gal Mraz. Oh, good. Okay, I didn't realize that. They, I thought they just took that name. I didn't realize all of them were. Yeah, so, so yeah. Oh, so that's like, right. You know what? I forgot that. I just didn't highlight that. I'm glad you yeah. pointed that out. Yeah. A host of the redeemed, led by the Night Venator, Venator Tornus of the Hallowed Knights. See, I just thought they just called that him. You know, that was like his group, and they took, they took that his name. I thought that was name. cool. I, that's, that is cool. Kinda, I just yeah. totally glossed over that. Like that's whole, my bad. Yeah, a whole unit of these dudes. Like, wow, that's cool. You know, that's kind of a cool unit, too, because they're sort of like your bad batch, your misfits, because they got yeah. that something to prove and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But also, they know a lot about the inner workings of the enemy. I would imagine they do, yeah. That's a pretty, that's, that's a neat, yeah. that's a neat bit of character stuff right there, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, it's cool. So, um, you got rot flies, demon insects swooping down, grabbing people. The first, the first guys who died never even got to fire a gun. Right. They're just marching through the swamp. And, of course, it's Nurgle who's going after him. A great unclean one, Thlorpalax. Yeah, Thlorpalax. Thlorpalax. Uh, so Thlorpalax. And it's Thlorp. You got to add. It's yeah, T-H-L-Thlorpalax. Thlorpalax. Thlorpalax. It, it's Thlorpalax. It sounds like I have a speech impediment. I'm not trying to make fun. <laughs> That's the name. T-H-L-O-R-P-O-L-A-X. Thlorpalax. Thlorpalax. Many donors lost their minds at the sight of the swollen manifestation of the plague god's power because he just, yeah. Yeah. Um, many of them fled in terror, and it looked like it would be a rout, but in come the redeemed Tornus loosed an arrow charge at the magic in his ear into the underarm and the, to the right uh, and right into his heart. Yeah. And Thlorpalax drops. Yeah, they get him. Yeah, he pulls a bard and 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 gets you know finds the <laughs> weak spot in the in the thing and boom nails him at one blow. Yeah, but the expedition has been severely delayed and suffered significant losses I by know, fighting. Like, like there's so many times they mentioned that like oh this Dawnbringer Crusade just got smashed and took significant losses, but they're just gonna keep going. Well, they they have to you know. Yeah. But if you're going out with a hundred thousand, even a cup like two thousand is significant losses. I guess so. Yeah, I guess we don't know how many there are. Well, and you and you think about this though. You're going out there. You're never coming back. Even a one percent loss is is a significant loss to your yeah. overall you know yeah. work. Yeah. Because yeah. you know there's gonna be more coming. You know mm-hmm. not everyone's gonna make it. It's 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 yeah. insane. Yeah, I what guess it would be. Right. I guess it wouldn't be much of a story if they're like, yeah, so this huge expedition just went out there and just crushed all the armies that were arrayed against it, and they settled their city. Right. A few <laughs> armies came, very... and they smashed the first two armies so bad that the rest of the armies got out of the way, and they yeah. went, and they had a nice lunch by the beach, <laughs> yeah. and then they kept going, and everyone had a good time, and all was well. Right, that wouldn't be very exciting, would it? Not only wouldn't it be exciting, I think we would revolt if any. <laughs> and I'll tell you what: if you're the Dawnbringer Crusade that gets there without a casualty, every other Dawnbringer Crusade in the world hates you. Yeah, just like everybody hates how Miami brags that they've they've they're the only team that has a a, a perfect uh, yeah, season. Uh, yeah, perfect season. And everybody hates them for it. This would yeah. be it. That would be it. <laughs> Next section: Hogs of War. <laughs> I know. Um, I was like, "What?" So now, war? What's that? Yep. Uh, People, everyone has seen these, right? Oh, uh, the models they, are amazing. So these leaked, right? Yeah, I think Games Workshop posted the pictures. They posted yeah. them because they leaked. Because they put out the didn't they put out a, a, a that PDF too? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
These models so these are, are gorgeous. Yes, yeah, so these are the Maw Grunters. Yeah. They're, this, is an, this is like an army of Maw Grunters. It's the, uh, the thing's on a, the same giant chariot base as like a Gorpy's chariot, and it's... They're monsters. They're, like they're key, yeah, they're, they're monsters. Mon- I wonder how big they are. They're big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, we'll get to I'll, I'll we'll get to that. Um, so they have to cross this area, the, this grassland area, right? Their morale is hurt. They're looking at the marshlands and they just want to get to this place, right? Mm-hmm. They have to cross a stretch of grass and get to the next. They want to get to Fort Gardas, which is Gardas Steel Soul. Yeah, that's where he's playing it. They named the fort after him. I he's bet like you, the Lord Castellan of the Hallowed Knights. I I bet you he's not happy that they named it after him. He is not. Yeah. He, that's not, that is so not his bag. So there they're going to rest and renew their oaths before the shrines to Sigmar. Like, this is the rest point. This is great, right? However, before they get that, there. You know how that last one went. That truce break didn't go so good. <laughs> so the first thing Marshal Thorian and her soldiers knew of disaster bearing was a furious rumbling that shook the ground. The swick, swick, uh, the thick, swirling banks of mist, impenetrable as gun smoke prevented the scouts from seeing what was coming, but they just felt this rumbling and shaking in the ground. And then sat atop several tons of stinking hog flesh and beaten iron, the tusk boss, tusk boss Krazog Hornsplitter thunders across the Verdian plain, itching to find something worth destroying. Yeah. Uh, they just came through a realm gate. They were literally doing what you hear about in... The orc battle tome. Right. Just running through realm gates trying to just they figure charge, out where to go. Yeah, yeah. And then they're charged, kill everything they can find. And then when they find the next gate, run through that and see what's in the next place. Mm-hmm. So he were, they were all, everything, everything in his army is mounted. Yeah. Gorgruntas, which was the regular orcs, right? Isn't that what the orcs ride? Yeah. yeah Gorgruntas, yeah. Which are pretty big. Yeah. They're pretty big already. Those are the baby versions. Yeah. Okay. They so come there's maw grunters, and of course they've got maw crushers too. Maw grunters, yeah. Um, they go through this. They see all these humans there, like, and they're like, "All right, a scrap." Yeah. And they signal for. So uh, they signal, and they're off. So Thorian is like, "Oh my God, we are we're gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> we got to do something. Um, as you read this, though, this is kind of neat, right? It is, but yeah. these things are several tons, meaning they're the size and, if not the size, the weight of a yeah. of an automobile. Yeah, like a steam tank. They're like the size of a steam tank. Ba- yeah, I would say right? so. Yeah. And they come through here. Dawners were trampled into the mud and sent flying through the air amid a horrendous crash of metal and terrified scream. One of the Maw Gruntas bar a small platform at each flank, to which an auric was securely tethered with a chain so they could yeah. swing a massive two-handed cleaver untethered. Right. They just went through, and with the speed that he's charging, they're just swinging it. And it's just, just kind of like Mad Max. You yeah. Know? So instead of a giant truck, it's a giant gore grunter. So Marshall's strapped to a... Yeah. They're just, Crazy. yeah, they're chained on the sides and swinging axes. Yeah. It's so Crazy. dumb. <laughs> Marshal Thorian is like, we're all going to die. And they come up with actually, which is a pretty good plan, of course, yeah. you know. So Tornus and his guys ride in front of them and start shooting them in the face. Yeah. 
which enrages them and makes them turn and chase them. Right, because they're like prosecutors, mm-hmm. you know, who are like the guys with the wings and the Yeah, Tornus is a stuff. prosecutor. So they're just, yeah. yeah, flinging this in their faces and flying low to the ground, far enough away where they can't get them, and they're in, getting them so angry that now they're chasing them. Mm-hmm. They basically get them to turn about 90 degrees, which not only makes them not crash into the lines... Yeah, but running now, between them. Now they're running straight across, so they right. just start shooting. Yeah. There's like a wall of guns, and they're just running alongside it, and so yeah. everybody is shooting at them. Yeah, and it's not really hurting them either, which is weird. No, but. because they're huge, and they are t- and they got big metal slabs yeah. hammered onto them. Right. But by doing this, this actually is kind of quite funny, because you know what this is? This is uh, the old frenzy rules. Oh, sure. Remember? Yeah, Wasn't sure. that frenzy rules? Yeah, yeah. The Chaos Knights had that, right? Yeah. They had to charge something that was close to them and in range. And when you're playing yeah. rank and flank, if you angled it correctly. Right. And I was and good he, at that. Yeah, you could make them, you could take a leadership test if you were frenzy to not charge in the last iteration of the game. Right. But, but if, you failed of, it, if you failed it, you had to charge. So these people would charge, and what you would do when you're playing rank and flank is I would summon up a unit of zombies and put it in front of them, but at an yeah. angle. Yep. You know, at a, at a, as far as I could, they'd run up, hit it, line up with it, and now they'd be facing the side of the board, and they'd kill mm-hmm. the little five zombies, and then they'd yep. overrun. Yep. And if you timed it right and did it the right way, you could literally lead them and make them run off the board. Yeah. And yeah. then they would have to turn around, and, then, and that in that game, if you ran off the board like that because you couldn't control it, on the next turn, you just put them back on the board, but that was their right. movement. They just come back. Yep. So yeah, you could so, take them you, out of the game for a couple yeah. of turns. Yeah, I think you came on and make a normal move. I yeah, think is what that's it. Was. it. You could make a normal move, but not a charge, right? All right. But yep. you could that takes them out of the game for a couple of turns. It oh, was, for sure. And this is kind of what they did. I like. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um. And then what did what did Thorian do once once Tornus and them look at him? They looked around and said, "Run." Yeah, we're out. Yeah. And they ran. Yeah. And they just said, we need to move as fast as we can because unless Tornus can keep them distracted, they're going to come back. Yeah. Well, they also, they also learned about um, Fort Gardas, too, right? Um, what, let's see. What does it say here? Um, oh, that's right. They were supposed to go through that open area, but they were afraid to go through the open area because mm-hmm. they were certain, the, their leader was certain that eventually the orcs would get those things turned around and come back after them. Mm-hmm. So they went into... The Grimbark Forest. Which is, this is dumb. Sounds sounds bad. This is like when they ran into Fangorn in yeah. The Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. this forest will kill you. Yeah. This is like Atheloran in the old world. Right. This is where, um, what's her name lives? Dreitcha. Dreitcha, yeah. So, deciding, you know what, we're going to go through here because if we're in the open, we're dead. This is a bad idea. I mean, it's a whole, <laughs> it's a bad situation, but nothing yeah. about this is going to be good. Right. Um, it worked out for them, luckily for them. So now we cut. They're heading off. They got away from the orcs. They've got to get to guard Fort Gardas. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile. Yeah, so a new part of the story. Yeah. We're like more than halfway through, and they introduce a new threat here. King Broad, who is smarter and smarter than your average Gargans, which is interesting. Yeah, he can put three words together. Yeah, he can put together more than three words. But he actually has plans, though. Yeah. Like, he, you know, it's not big organized plans, but he wants revenge, and he's got ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he set his sights on, guess what? Guess where he's attacking, Chris? 
Um, I'm going to say Fort Gardas. Fort Gardas. <laughs> He's decided Fort Gardas is, is something that needs to be taken down. Yeah. Now, he particularly, because he saw Sigmar take out Bayamot. Yeah. With, the, with, with, yeah. This, with Galmaraz. With Galmaraz, yeah. He hates Sigmar. Mm-hmm. He hates the Stormcast Eternals, and he hates the humans that venerate the Stormcast Eternals. You are worshiping the murderers of my father. Yeah. I remember uh, Behemoth was poisoned, right? He was poisoned uh, by the stuff that went on by Chaos. Right. He was, so and he Sigmar, was, had, Sigmar had to put him out of his misery, basically. He, would have, he, he, woke, he was waking up in terrible pain and yeah. would be in nothing but pain and misery his as he just destroyed everything around him. He had to yeah. be put down. Right. But Broad doesn't understand that. He just understands, yeah. I saw this guy kill my dad. I hate everybody that yeah. is associated with them. Right. So, of course, he starts they, marching they, toward yeah, it. That's, that's pretty much what they do, right? They just go. And soon, In typical yeah. Mega Gargan fashion, just through Take, everything. He takes off, and all the other Gargans follow him because mm-hmm. he's going on a stomp. Yep. Uh, soon, streams of shattered armies and terrified refugees were fleeing before the Mega Gargans advance, hoping to reach the walls of the famous Stormkeep, and so they believed, Sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, luckily, not luckily, depending how you look at it, they the, the Mega Gargans decide to go through the forest. <laughs> oh, but before they go through the forest, let's not oh. forget, we had a group of... Oh, that's right, there's a big fight, yeah. No, Caradron Overlords. Yeah. A group of Caradron overlords show up at Fort Gardas. They show up on foot. Right. Uh, it seems King Broad uh, picked up some giant rocks and smashed their ships. Yeah. And so. so yes. Yeah, so these guys are like a, a new kind of mercenary force, which is introduced in this book, which yeah. is kind of cool. Well, basically, they lost their ship mm-hmm. and even worse, all their cargo. Yeah. They can't go home. Having lo- th- lost everything, it's too embarrassing, yeah. you know. But where do they? But they've got to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and they just show up here. They're like, uh, "King Broad's coming. We don't have a ship. We're, can we help? Fo- you know, we'll fight with you if you let us in." Yeah. Um, and 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 he come in. Look, and they're like, "How soon is he going to get here?" And they're like, five minutes." <laughs> yeah, five minutes. <laughs> like, like what? You, the rocks, like the rocks started like pounding down on the outskirts of the city. Like exactly. Oh, um. Now he follows. <laughs> now, meanwhile, the orcs are still chasing these guys. Yeah. Except now it's leading them in weird directions. Right. So now they're lost in the forest. Now they're lost in the forest. Right. Right. So now we get to Drycha, and um, Drycha. Okay, so first of all, you got the Sylvaneth in the Grim Bark. Yeah, um, these, are the, these are the Dreadwood Glade. So these are the kind of these are the Sylvaneth who hate everything that's not them and is not the life of the forest. Anybody yeah. who's not a forest creature, like right. anyone, so kind of like yeah, they're like the winter aspect kind uh-huh. of. You know, basically, if this is not your natural home, they will yeah. kill you. This is right. basically all the worst parts of Athaloran, you know, yeah. but the wood elves. Mm-hmm. This is a place you shouldn't go. She will, Drycha will find you and kill you. Right. Okay. A terrible fate here awaits trespassers, right? King Broad just starts walking right through yeah, it. He just smashing just stuff. Just blasts right through it, just walking over everything, just totally oblivious. He pushed down shade willows that had stood for a thousand years. 
tore up the roots of songbark trees and trod on all manner of precious, precious flora. Now, here's where it gets bad. And I actually wrote just next to it, whoa. Yeah. Um, he stomped on a soul pod grove. Yeah, that ain't good. Uh, crushing those soul pods, that, that's, how, that's how the spirits of the Sylvaneth basically live and regenerate. Yeah. Crushing that soul pod like that killed all of those and all of their knowledge and all that was gone. And the, the forest itself starts crying out in, in pain mm-hmm. and crying out for redemption. It says here, in a single thunderous stomp, the Sylvanette's delicate cycle of death and regrowth had been annihilated. Mm. And this call goes out, and uh, this is just... While the Dawnbreakers are cutting through, this happens. Because they're in the forest, too. Yeah. Um, They're in trouble. Yeah. And what happens? Um, they start you, getting attacked. Yeah, like little gorilla, like gorilla tactics against the Dawnbringers, and as the Sylvanists start picking them off. Yeah, uh, and as they're fighting and trying to form lines, things are coming out and pulling them apart. Drycha is coming out, and she hates everything that's not Sylvaneth. Mm-hmm. And for her, and it says in here, in her bitter mind, there was little difference between the Dawnbringers and those responsible for the desecration of the Soul Pods. Mm-hmm. Um, now this was interesting the gnarled trees parted their branches revealing a procession of forest spirits whose noble aspect and bearing stood in stark opposite to that of the cruel creatures that ambushed the dawners these were the sylvaneth of the oaken brow and I'm like yeah. oh this is interesting like I was like oh what's going on yeah this is cool okay. so a different faction of sylvaneth like interrupts before the you know before the dreadwood guys the dreadwood sylvaneth just start fighting the Donners, and now, they sort of intervene. Well, and it says here this 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 is this war song reverend was the herald of the goddess of life. Yeah. So these are Alarials, like yeah. These are close to Alaria. The little box here, yeah, it's cool. Is great. Dreicha does not speak English. She yeah. speaks in Sylvaneth. She uh, clicks and 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 hisses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the other ones come and they speak in a way that they everyone can understand. You know. Yeah. And basically, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, these are not for you. You know they didn't do it, and we have a treaty with them. And Alariel says, we're keeping the treaty. There's other things to kill. Let yeah. It basically says, yeah. we'll, we'll lead you to the things that did this. Yeah. Uh, she's but like, she's like, not she's happy. Like, uh, she's like, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's a really cool little story. I think it's cool. So It's great. Actually, the Sylvaneth army, I just I finished... Oh, that's right. You just finished. Yeah, it was an oaken brow army, actually. Look at you. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, as we move again, um, Gardas Steel Soul had, I mean, it's not like the castle hadn't been sieged before, right? Like, you know, the fort has been sieged many a times. But um, what what was weird was he's even had the place attacked by Gargans. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they got this. They got this cool energy, like yeah. in the walls, right? Uh, which you, which you would need. They have and, a like, shield, yeah, to yeah, prevent which, stuff. Like, like almost like a lot of the cities of Sigmar have this, right? I think because, so. Because I mean, you're because you got to fight against ghosts and all kind of crazy stuff, right? So you need to have like some sort of shield to protect your town from stuff just flying through the walls or right. over the walls or whatever. Well, a lot so of that is have, sigils and stuff, but this is an actual yeah. an artifact that actually is yeah. producing a physical shield. Yeah. The it's Saint's not perfect. Shroud. Yeah, it's Saint's not perfect, shroud. but it's good. Kind of so, cool. 
Yeah, Gardas Gardas is like they're coming, but he is weirded out that they seem so coordinated. Mm. Because actually, King Broad is clever. Yeah. So long as the Shroud held, though, even the Mega Gargans can't get through. They would run up and hit it as hard as they could, and it would bounce them back. Yeah, it would burn them. All right, or they would get burned. Now, they started throwing rocks over the walls, and the shield's good, but it can't stop 50 things at once. So some yeah. of these rocks were getting through and crushing people to death. Yeah. yeah. And then, so he's getting mad because they can't get through. They cannot get through the shield. Yeah. Broad starts screaming Bayamot's name and starts stomping. Yeah. Like a petulant child. He's just bringing his leg up and stomping as hard as he can. Yeah. And he's stomping. One. Boom. 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 And as he, all the other Gargans start stomping. This has got to be terrifying. Yeah. It's kind of like the old, like, Boston Garden. (laughs) Right. Remember they used to with the wooden, like, Right. The with the seats, seats and people stomping. The, yeah, boom, boom. But boom, think that boom, okay, boom, you have boom, boom, King Broad yeah. and all his, and there's many Mega Gargans out there. He's not the only Mega Gargan. Yeah, yeah there's like twenty of them. So you've got here, yeah. Megas and you've got regulars, and they all start stomping in unison. Now you're in, you're in Fort Gardas. Yeah, you're like sweet. And, we got these awesome walls. We're gonna be fine. And you hear the screaming as they're mm. not getting in, and you hear them start screaming, and he starts screaming Bayamot's name, and then mm. bam, and the ground is shaking. The walls yeah. are start. The fort is starting to collapse because they're stomping so hard they are literally rattling the foundations. Yeah. Okay, and so as this is happening now. The walls are starting to crack, and the light of the saint. Sh- now, the actually, they they mess up the sh- saint's shroud at yeah. this point, mm-hmm. and so it can't absorb all of what's happening. And yeah. this is when the Grunta stampede. All right, so Horn Splitter, who had chased, you know, the Stormcast into the forest, uh huh, is now he was lost, and they're kind of like, you know, just blindly plowing through they just stumble across the path of the mega gargants through the woods yeah they just follow it right to right to the fort like, i don't oh. think they can stop these things once they're riding that's part yeah. of it yeah and he sees it and he just starts going right down the path toward the bridge of the penitent which yeah. is which is where like the the, the gargants couldn't quite get to there to break in because of the yeah. shield but the shield is now weakening because of the stomping and the rocks, right. and it just can't handle all of it. And then several hundred tons. Yeah. If you get to a thousand tons, isn't that a megaton? Yeah, a thousand tons. A thousand. Is, a me- is that a megaton? A megaton of of uh, 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 you know I, I know that's explosive that a, power, that but kiloton. Thousand. Uh, that might be a kiloton, right? A megaton yeah, a is, tons, might be a million tons. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't a know. Thousand, a thousand thousand tons is a megaton. Yeah. Right. The meat and iron wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah. Of the iron jaws, they hit the front gates with burst open with a deafening roar of twisting metal and shattered stone, hurtling people back, mm. and now everybody's in. Yeah, they break down the gate. And now they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get to now. Now finally, Thorian gets to the edge of Fort Gardas or the edge of the forest that they get led through, which they were led through quickly because the Sylvaneth, the the other Oakenbrow knew what was going on apparently, mm-hmm. and they led them through to get them there. 
but they see the smoke of the siege going and that the place is happening and it's in the distance and they're like, oh my God. And yeah. so the Free Guild Cavaliers go into a wedge and they clear a path for the infantry and they charge the bridge of that storm keep as well, right behind yeah. right behind several tons of hog flesh. Yeah. Uh, be kind the, of a cool be kind of a cool scene, right? The trees shifted their branches and tore up their roots to aid the Sigmarites' passage. Yeah. So they actually the the, 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 the foliage is moving out of the way to help them go faster. Mm-hmm. Um Gardas is about to get pounded on and he's diving around, moving around. Tornus shows up. You yeah, know, and saves, helps saves helps him butt, up. Saves his butt, yeah. Uh, that lasted about a second when all the stained windows of the Basilica uh, start to shatter and King Broad comes into the fort. Yeah. It soon becomes apparent they were heading towards the Basilica of Martyrs where the masses of refugees were crowded in terror. So the Lord Celestin does what he has to do. He says, Tornus, go to Thornian, tell her to get... So he tells Thornian, take all your guys... Because they've got all those, you know, the guns with the shields. Yeah, the pieces. Yeah. Basically, make two wall, make on either side, make a path from there to the to the exit that they're going to show them where the exit is. That mm-hmm. they got a back door, right? So they're going to hold the path for all of them while, and this is great. Gardas and some of and and what what he's got here with his stormcast are going to hold the line. Mm-hmm. Admiral Kuffin and a handful of surviving Grunstock Marines swore an oath to stand by him to the last, choosing to perish with honor rather than return to the Skyport with empty coffers. <laughs> because you know that old phrase, death before bankruptcy? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, these guys believe it. Yeah, it's not death before dishonor, although I suppose that would be dishonor. But they're choosing death before losing their hold. So they're going to buy them this time. Yeah. And that's what happened. They go and they basically line up, uh, you know, to the left, on the left and right, and they create a, a path in the middle, mm-hmm. and they get all of the people out. And they hold the line to get the people out while the guys up front are trying to distract everybody and give yeah. them a chance to get out. Yeah, including Gardas himself. Yeah, so once the last refugee had escaped, she gave the command, and the Dawnbringers Crusaders retreating. You know the best thing about this, though? Mm. All of those people that ran out, you're now part of the crusade. Congratulations. Oh, Here's yeah. the coin, Malleus. You're part <laughs> yeah, of <really>. us. <laughs> they just replenished their ranks. Yeah, really. Here's the coin, Malleus. You're coming with us. <laughs> uh, Gardas Steel Soul hurled himself from the ramparts with a cry, his hammer spitting holy lightning, and it came smashing into Broad Skull, which actually knocks this guy. Yeah. He falls backwards into the Basilica of Martyrs, and from afar... Dawners of the Twin Tail Crusade saw Bayamot's prophet fall, striking the building, and it collapses. And as it's in the toppling, giant's hand was clutched a small, shining figure that disappeared in a flash of silver light. Thus, yeah, the noble steel soul. Yeah, if you don't believe it, there's a picture. Yep. That's a cool picture. Yeah, that is. Look how like, big Broad is, too, yeah, when you see yeah. Gardas there. Uh, and Gardas, he's like in mid-leap in this picture. Which, and honestly, it, it's just like the picture of Sigmar diving towards it is. the... And, it and is, it, actually. And it, it's it's the same concept. I mean, yes, anyone diving with the hammer behind them would look like that. Yeah. But I love how Gardas... Remember, Gardas doesn't like all his fame. Right. Gardas hates that the fort is named after him. Mm-hmm. He is a humble servant. And when you see him mimicking Sigmar in this way, I think it's fantastic. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like the the hammer is like behind him, and it's like glowing blue, and the whole thing. Yeah, well, he's got he's got he's, he has hammer in his left hand, right? He's you can see his sword is in his right hand. Yeah, that's right because they have the both. Mm-hmm. So, Hammer Hall Gyra never had the industrial might of them, but once again, they had the people, and they thought that would get them through. Um, yeah. So she, the marshal, deploys her steel helms and fusiliers. Over 8,000 in all to outmaneuver her foes, launching counterattacks. So this is all the command things that they can do. Mm-hmm. She, this is the strength of the cities of Sigmar. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's the manpower. Yeah. And their they're, they're never-say-die attitude. It's like they don't have any of the special stuff that the other races had. Mm-hmm. They just have a lot of them, and they never quit. Yeah, it's the, always been kind of that way with, like, even, like, the Empire the, yeah. was kind of like that. You know, it's like, what do we have? Oh, we have... It's steel. I, we have steel and gunpowder and uh-huh. tactics. That's what we have, you know. And the human spirit. That's what we got. Okay. And everything else. All your stats are threes, baby. Because right? <laughs> you're just yeah. average. Yeah. But I think that's what's really. I mean, and that's why I never played them when I played fantasy. Like I wanted to play a superhero character because you had all these cool superhero fantasy characters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But man, Cities of Sigmar looks dope. Like I'd really now I don't play 40k, but a friend of mine was like, yeah, basically he, he's like he he wasn't like he liked the models, but he didn't like the way the army worked. And I'm like, it's uh-huh. kind of cool with all the extra commands. He's like, yeah, it's Imperial Guard. Basically, you're playing yeah. the fantasy version. Of, I'm like, oh, I I haven't played that, so I don't know. And he's like, yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm that's I'm not a you know. So, but I I think it's cool. Um, so Thorian's got the green cloak circle. You know, and she almost, you find out, Marshall Thorian almost went into the Collegiate Arcane because she came down from a long line of prominent arcanists. But it yeah. was, she, you know, military service was her choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the Their expertise proved vital as Illyrial's reign swept across Verdia, causing rampant growth. A single seed falling to the mus- muzzle of a fusel would sprout and grow. So her jade wizards kept them from yeah, basically from like, getting caught in the overgrowth. Right. And they kept their stuff rust free and whatnot. Yeah, cool. Yep. Um now the rest of this is uh it basically talks all about all the all the new units for these Gorgruntas because there's a bunch of them. Yeah, so now we're kind of like out of the story. Not sort quite of, though. Well, like we're like three pages short of it. Um we can talk about some of the hacking crew and stuff like that, and we yeah. are going to take our last break, and then we're going to talk about because all of these are new models and they have rules. Yeah, and so we'll we'll talk a little bit about their background. How you get yourself a Maw Grunter is the craziest, stupidest, and most fun thing I've read uh, from Orcs <laughs> in a long time. Yeah. Um. So here, Maw Grunt. Here's how you do it. You want to get on a Maw Grunter because what they basically they've seen these things. You know, and yeah. it says Mogrunter stampedes have flattened entire landscapes. More than one wah has been curtailed when a rampaging mass of stinking hog flesh crashed into the green skins head on. Mm-hmm. These things caused so much destruction that basically the orc said it would be awesome if I could if that was what I could ride through the battle. So they take Gorgruntas, the little mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. and they ride up at these things and smash into them as hard as they can. <laughs> yeah. And if it works, as they smash into them, if it works, then they get flipped in the air <laughs> off the Gorgrunta. If they're smart, they can grab on to the Maw Grunta, and if they can hold on, they might live and hold on to it. 
So this is this is what they can do, and, and I, it's like it's so dumb, but it's so <laughs> funny. You know, sounds like a crazy plan. Yeah, yeah, it's an insane plan, right? I mean, that's the Ma Grunta gougers. Yeah, it's just they, it's it's crazy. It is. These, are, these models are pretty neat. The models great. The models are gorgeous, but this is just. I'm looking at this going. What is happening? That is so <laughs> dumb. Uh, Art boys. Don't you know they're they're good. They're orcs. They're tough. They're big. Uh but they ain't brutes. Right. They are literally the lowest rank. They're the only thing that really survived from the old orc armies was the Ard Boys. And now they got new models that really make a match with the now. new army and they're gorgeous. I have like forty of the old metal ones that I've been using when I play. <laughs> sure. Uh I'm thinking I might have to just I might have to get rid of those because these are just so much nicer. Mm, interesting. I, I, they're st- look at them. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Now um, they've got they've got some new units. Yep. They got now they have Ardvoid big bosses. Yep. They have weird brute wreckers. All right. These are. Go ahead. There's two new units of brutes now. So now there's going to be brutes, the regular guys. Sometimes these, the odd auric brute gets swept up with the thrum of the wah that they go proper wonky. Mm. This is like the, the the well. It's like the mad uh, boys. Yeah, they they hear the the thrum yeah. of the call and they go crazy. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the the shamans they go they take him to the shamans for a finky solution. He's got these mm. finkers here. They resort to hammering bone and iron masks deep into the skulls of the afflicted brutes in an attempt to let out the wonkiness. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, the sheer agony and white-hot fury caused by that actually does fix their behavior, albeit turning them into maniac killers. <laughs> well, they were already kind of that. So. Well, but not maniacs. <laughs> yeah. Not maniacal. These guys are now, it says, known as weird brute wreckers. They see the world as an, uh, basically, they see the world as an inferno of green fire, the clump masses of enemy troops shining with particular intensity. The stuff that's been jammed into their faces along with this, that's been nailed into their heads, has now got them just completely insane. Mm-hmm. And they're killing everything. Brute, ra- brute ragers are funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, all brutes are bullies, according to the, the lore. Uh, and they can't, you know, they don't. their egos are fragile, like most bullies, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes they brag, sometimes they make brags that you can't even follow. Some brutes have suffered some form of stinging defeat, often overcompensate by coming even more unbearably arrogant, discarding their armor and taking up two huge, or taking up huge two-handed weapons. They want to prove that they're tough, so they go without armor, Mm-hmm. right Sounds out in the, into the thickest part of battle. They've been mm-hmm. embarrassed by something. They either lost a battle or something happened that shamed them so much that they need to prove they're tough. So yeah. they take off. So now, the so war- kind of like, kind of like they're slayers. Or- or slayers. They're orc slayers. <laughs> yeah. Except they're not looking to die. They're just looking to prove they're tough by doing what slayers basically do. Yeah. Fight. Uh, the thing about this, though, they said that they're uncannily fast, and a lot of a lot of guys who are used to big, ponderous, moving, slow-moving orcs, you know, under under a hundred fifty pounds of iron, mm-hmm. now have guys who have no such encumberments, but they're used to moving with all that weight on them. Yeah. So now they're fast and wily on top of it. <laughs> what is happening? That's cool. And it and so oh. That's so. 
uh, I like these new rules, although uh, I think I like the weird brutes a little better. I just like that they got these ha- masks hammered onto them by the shop. Yeah. This will let out the wonkiness. Nope. Yeah, the models are neat. Yeah. Um, so that must, that must be a new brute kit, right? It is. This it's is, a double kit. Yeah. It's the double kit. You can build either of these two new brutes. Yeah. Because they both run around without armor. Mm-hmm. Nobody mentioned the other guys do it. They're just crazy. It looks like they're wearing armor on like their legs and stuff. Yes, they well they got yeah, their their pants armor. They took off their chest armor. Yeah. Such goofiness. All right, so there's also a couple other things happening. There's a whole also ran section here. Which I think is funny. Meanwhile, back at this place, this is going on. Remember we talked about uh the the this the coronate the coronate berserkers the um the bloodbound yeah the bloodbound uh uh-huh. so meanwhile over in Rondal oh, you know yeah. in Gur Corgus Cool invades Rondal okay he's not out there grabbing orc skulls and and bigger monster skulls because those are worthy he's trying to murder Rondal. <laughs> Remember, yeah. we talk, I mean, we've talked about this for years now, literally. Gur is alive. Yeah. Gur, the continents are actually fighting each other. Right. Um, he understands this. So yeah, he's going to destroy. He's there his whole life. Yeah. He's going to destroy Rondal, murder the predatory landmass so thoroughly choking its gushing rivers with gore that the blood god's eyes will once again. This is his new plan to reach demonhood. Mm-hmm. Remember the mountain of skulls that he wanted to top with? Uh, uh, yeah, th- yeah, he couldn't do this. So, Vandis tricked him. Yeah, the bloodshed unleashed is unimaginable. Okay, the orcs are dying. The gore tides dying. All this is happening. Crazy bloodshed. Rondel's mega garments are joining the fight. A great war is st- or not a great war, but an orc war is starting up. Other sons of Bayamot are so into the carnage that they're fighting alongside Corn's guys. They happen to stumble into the battle on that side of the battlefield, and they see corn spilling blood left and right. They join them, allowing them to put eight-pointed stars and the blood Ooh. god's sigils into their flesh. Whoa, what's up with that? Uh, I think we're going to have chaos gargants. Well, we already kind of do. We kind of do, but this explains a lot of where they came from, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The killing lasts for many seasons. Mm. These are battles that are going on, and there's battle to battle. He's got to get enough blood to literally drown this entire area. <laughs> That's crazy. But, you know, all his plans were crazy. The, the pyramids of skulls, and that didn't work, so he's got to have a new plan, right? Mm-hmm. So here he is doing all this. The fighting doesn't cease for a moment, not even as the continent itself. Sh- oh, I'm sorry. I, I missed this part. Uh, at last, oh, Cool's axe hews the skulls of eight of the mightiest mega bosses of Rondel. So he the the, the mega the bosses. Or, the orcs. The so orcs. of course it's Korn's number. He kills eight mega bosses. Yeah. As the last head falls, the great waterways that wind like arteries across the continent suddenly erupt, bursting their banks and drowning both corn worshippers and greenskins alike in boiling gore. <laughs> the fighting doesn't stop. Blood is pouring out of the land, hot blood, even as the continent itself shudders and splits. Overcome by the fury of the blood god. All of this happens. Corgus Cool stands atop a pile of corpses holding aloft his trophy. Right? Um, yeah. 
He beseeches the blood god to recognize his power. The gruesome tide rises up to engulf the mighty lord and his surviving warriors. When it recedes, there is no sign of cool or his Gortai yeah, champions so, so at all. So what the heck happened? <laughs> I was like, what? Dude, it seemed to have worked. I have yeah. a feeling that the next time we see the corn uh, bloodbound coming or out. Or the maybe. Or the Gortide coming out. I think we're going to see a new version of Corgus Cool. That could be. I would Demon Prince. Uh, Demon Prince Corgus Cool. That'd be cool. Or just even something in between. Yeah. You know, uh, you know the the Avatar version. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm excited. Also, the also also ran. Yeah, I can sort of talk about some of these characters we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah, Astria Soulblight of the yeah. Hammers of Sigmar wants to know how she's the one who wants to. She's working on how to fix the flaw. Yeah, in she wants to learn how to fix the flaw in their reforging. Mm-hmm. She uncovers a, accounts dating back to the time of myth when a noble prince of death whose touch could soothe trauma afflicting a mortal soul. That would be wonderful for them. After months of research, she traces the legends to an underworld of Charnel Court and the crumbling remnants of the Summer Keep Citadel. <laughs> yeah, what's so in there? Now the Summer King's back, though, right? Wasn't he yeah. the guy from the yes. last book? Yep. Gathering a small force of Sacred veterans to her side, she makes landfall on the Charnel Court. Their weapons are ready. They're there. Not ten days after the great, uh, and and so there. Th- that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all we know. She's there and she's looking for stuff. This is this is so crazy that they yeah, they're just like teeing some stuff up, right? None of this has to do with this book, but if we don't tell people what's been going on, it's going to screw up later books. Yeah. Well, maybe book 3 will be about that, you know. But this whole book has been all over the place. It has. I mean, they had to go back cuz they were being attacked by corn. We haven't gotten that part yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten, you know, the, when the great stomp, remember, they went into the forest and then six pages later, the stomp runs through like we're running all of these threads. It's it's almost like watching Pulp Fiction. Everything's out of order. Yeah. So what happens? Hammerhall Aksha is now not 10 days after the great Dawnbringer crusade departs. They're under attack, but it's yeah. not a regular cornate attack. This is huge because who's at the front? Oh, my God. Skyla Amphengrim's here. Yeah, Skyla. <laughs> yeah. Sila Anvengrim's here, and many perimeter cog forts are overwhelmed and torn apart in the first frantic hours of fighting. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Now, they're still not worried, though. Like, this has happened before. It's a big thing, but the walls will hold until... Yeah. Because it, it, if it, as if it's not bad enough... <laughs> it's not bad enough. That's the theme of this book, right? Tremors rock Hammerhall as drill-headed machines burst from the earth, disgorging boiling tides of Skaven inside. Well, you know what? They they drove out. Remember? I mean, they drove out the the dwarves or the Dwarden. They had to show up sooner or later. It seems like a, like, okay, the opening, it said how the enemies of Sigmar are not going to stand by his empire building. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to, and it looks like they're all trying to stop him. Yeah, we've seen I mean, Nurgle go after them. We've seen Corn go. We haven't seen any Zinch, but we've seen all this stuff coming. Everything trying to stop them. Be cool if we saw Sigmar come back and uh, smite some people. It'd be fun. Yeah, but they're not. He can't. He hung up his hammer. He said he's got to. He's got to run the war. He can't fight in it. Mm-hmm. So not ten days after they attack, Sila Anfringrim's there. Yeah. 
Tremors Rock Hammer Hall as these guys come through. Lord Commander Bastian Cathalos looks down at all this. Uh, the uh, look calls down the fury of the Great Bolt Skjord Damar, right. turning scores of foes into blackened skeletons. But then they're making towards the. They've penetrated a storm vault known as the Ashen Cloister, and he's like, "Oh no!" Yeah, and he goes running for the storm vault. That's it, and that's all we know. And yeah. like, well, what's going on with the rest of the battle? <laughs> well, this is remember in the very beginning when Vedra left with twenty percent. Yeah, here they are on yeah, the last page. Yeah. yeah, the stuff that. Okay, so here's the crazy part. Has this been ten days? Does this like the the stuff that just, mm. all the other stuff that happened with Gardas's keep? Mm-hmm. Did all of that happen before this battle ended? Oh yeah, we don't because they were gone for like five days. Mm-hmm. And then it was ten days after they got attacked, and a few hours after the attack, she showed up. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they're five days out. Did everything that happened to them, going through the forest, getting to Fort Gardas, seeing it smashed, running from that, getting through the fire attack, all this stuff, was this all ten days? I guess. <laughs> God bless yeah. America. What is happening? Yeah. So all of that's going on, and then Vedra shows up. The Dawnbringers smash straight into the Great Chaos host, and they drive them back, and they drive the Gortide back. Yet Sila Anfragrim's host will soon come surging forward once more. It's attack coinciding with a fresh wave of Skaven infiltrations. Right. And so it sounds like they're working together somehow. Uh, yeah. Then we get a, I believe... Then somebody in the town, there's a story about a guy who was eating his whole family. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. This is weird. They find him, and it turns out he's got blood mixed into this wine he's drinking. Mm-hmm. And it, he's a vintner, and this is a gift coming from the Summer King. Yeah. Now, remember last time, all the delusions and the bones and the stuff that could drive you nutty? Well, yeah, that was like the heralds, right? They would go ahead of the, of the, of the armies, and they would corrupt people. Right. So that was the heralds of Nurgle, but this is oh, no, Nurgle. No, no. Remember that there, there was a there was a uh, there was that dude, a, but that, he that, had that the, that, he, that, he, that nerd that ghoul yeah. herald, right? Who would go forth and he would like exude that madness, the madness, and, and then he. But he also had the 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 thing. Remember the thing he cracked open that even mm-hmm. stopped the Nurgle's madness of, of yeah, accepting yeah, yeah. all their pain. Yeah. Apparently, he found a way to put some of it into the wine, mm. and this guy got this gift from the Summer King opened the bottle, drank it, and it turned him into a, 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 a basically, he's a, he's a ghoul now. Yeah. I guess that's how, that's how that works, yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there going, if, if a case of this got out, what would happen? Yeah. This guy just had one drink of it and ate his whole family and their friends. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I love, <laughs> and it's, the story's moving along. We hear how the two things are going. But meanwhile, we're getting all these little also-ran stories about Summer King and about yeah. all the stuff that happened in the first book. They're making sure to keep bringing it in. I just... There's a thousand threads here. Eventually, yeah, a, all of these threads are going to collide, and this is going to be something crazy mm-hmm. in the next couple of books. I don't know what, but I know it's insane. <laughs> yeah. So did King Broad die? No. King Broad got knocked knocked the F out. Okay. <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. Uh, 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 
Gardas, yeah, because remember, he was still screaming and grabbing at Gardas as he was falling down. Yeah. So he just got knocked out. Okay. Uh, with the death of Malcorn, control of the action venture fell almost entirely under the sway of Pontifex Zenestra. Yeah. So they're, they're now going by the shores of the Heartbound Sea, across territories ruled by skin-eating chaos tribes and worshippers of the blood god. Every parcher's most loathed enemies. Uh, so they've got the job, right? Mm-hmm. So now Pontifex Zenestra is in charge, unless, unless they come, the, the guys who left come back. Mm-hmm. And that's how they drop. That's how they leave it. Yeah. You know, and Fort Gardas fell. They marched with these hallowed knights, survivor of King Brod's assault, the regent of the outcast, and watched the storm keep's death with cold indifference. Oh, that's uh, Dreitsha. Yeah. She just couldn't care. She just watched it go and didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, the nice thing is that, that the, the nice guys, the Oakenbrow guys, basically accompanied them through the forest the rest of the way and, yeah. like, made it easy for them, like, sort yeah. of. And Well, that's what they would do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thorian ignored the grumbling of her officers. She knew all too well that in the trials yet to come, the twin-tailed crusade would need to call upon every ally at its disposal. They didn't like that the trees that attacked them were helping them through the forest. They don't want their help. And she's like, stupid. (laughs) We need their help. All right. So last break, and then we're going to come back, and we are going to talk about the rules because there are four new armies of renown not regiments of renown armies of renown isn't that interesting yeah Um, and uh, a couple of these the the orc one is the most limited yeah but these other ones it's like if you're gonna fight with this guy's army you've got new rules they're shorter they don't have as many options but they have cool new options if you want to play it so when we get back from our break we're gonna talk about that we'll be right back Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. Yeah. Armies of renown. There are four armies. Trugs, Trogherd, the Grunta Stampede, King Broad Stomp, and the Grunstock Expeditionary Force. They all have new tactics, grand strategies, core battalions, war scroll battalions, stuff like that. Not all of it's used because some of it's because then we drop into the path to glory. 
So there's a lot of uh, scenarios set up. Path to Glory is great because a lot of these are narrative battles that are going through the the story. So yeah, it'll be pretty fun. much pretty much a break. Yeah, of the of the, all the things we just read. So if you're gonna play Trug's Trog Herd, mm-hmm. okay, then if you do so, you, every unit has to either be Gits or Trogeth keyworded. Okay, right. Yep. If you have the Gits or Trogeth, so you could basically use anything in a Gloomspite Gits army for this. As well as uh, you know, the, all the trogets. Uh Every unit gains trugs trog herd keyword. Uh, the bad moon. Uh, I think the rules are a little bit different for it here. Well, at least what it does. I think it. Well, hang on. This says if you do so, use the rules on these pages. Every unit in your army gains. must have both the gloom spike gets keyword and the trogeth keyword. Oh, both. Hmm. I missed that. So you really are. It's just a trog herd. It's just all troggers. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you uh, can take. Uh, well, yeah. and, and the the box set that they that they show comes with trug and six six trogoths. So okay. it's a seven piece set. Him and six trogoths. Uh, they do give it nice in the instructions and all that stuff. Uh, you can build all six differently. But I, I mean, you only have so many options once you're building trolls. You start to get repetitive if you're not going to start changing them. But at least your yeah. box set, you have six different ones. So you know That's what's cool. what. That's cool. Um, so you get the bad moon coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's in that first quadrant. Yeah. Uh, and you get, and it works like before. It starts in the first corner, then it goes to the middle, then it goes to the next corner, then it goes out. It only yeah. moves on a four up. Yep. It doesn't move double anymore, which is good. Yeah. Um, it does three things for you. Plus one to save rolls for attacks that target-friendly trug, uh, trugs, trog herd units when they're under the bad moon. So if you're under the bad moon, you're plus one to save for attacks. Uh, at the start of your hero phase, if you use the malfunctioning laystone ability, which we'll get to, uh, the effect applies to all friendly trug, trog herd units until the start of your next hero phase. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's his uh, the thing on his back. Yeah, remember it said how when it's got different magics going, it gives different bonuses. Mm-hmm. That's in his rules. So he gets different bonuses in the rules. If you're playing a trog herd, whatever you do applies to everyone right. that's under the bad moon. Okay. Also, if you're under the bad moon, you don't uh, any trog herd units that don't have the hero keyword become battle line. And Makes that's, sense. That's the that that's not just under the bad moon. That's just it. So, oh, really? So moonlit hide really seems to be the only thing because the rest of it doesn't apply. So that's it. If yeah. you're under the bad moon, it's just plus one to save rolls. Mm-hmm. That's way more simplified than the other ones. That, that that's the rule. They that's their regular rule in the Gloom Spite book. Is it? Don't they yeah. have Don't they have any extras in the Gloom Spite book? I don't. They know. they it's, do, but yeah. it's like it depends on what army you're playing. Ah, right, right. It depends on things. So. Plus one to save. Whenever you use the thing, boom, and then they're they're battle lines, so you could play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, command traits. There's like yeah, there's, there's three. three. Yeah. Uh, you get a heal one extra on your regen, mm-hmm. or uh, you can block commands on a five up if they're near you, yep. or you can deep strike. That's crazy. Deep striking tra- uh, trolls. Yeah, it's probably the way to go. Within three inches of a terrain feature and more than nine inches from enemy units. Drop, drop, drop. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, they have grand strategies and battle tactics you can pick. I don't want to go into every little detail yeah, on this. Yeah, they do yeah, have some yeah. cool stuff. Like, this is stuff you could oh, do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a full army. Yeah. Um, but it's all trolls. <laughs> so, Which, but they have, but you could do that in the other book, too. Oh, you this could. Is just, this, this is just the army for him. Yeah, this is a special army for him, which is why you've got your own special rules and grand strategies and stuff. Right. Um, your artifacts of power. So minus one for hit and wound rolls uh, for attacks that target you if you've already fought. If you've been picked. So after you fought, if you've got this, so you want to pick this guy first to fight. Yeah. Because then anything, it's minus one to hit him after he fights. Mm-hmm. Or you can, now all of these guys have a move characteristic of six. Yeah. Um, I like this artifact. D6 plus five. Mm-hmm. For so you, the bearer, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the Loonstone Teeth. The bearer becomes a monster. If he's already a monster, he does two monstrous rampages. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then you've got, so like I said, Grand Strategy Battle. Let's talk Trug. Yeah. You want to go over some of these stats? So he's a six-inch move, uh, four-up save, eight bravery, 16 wounds. Yep. Which is cool. Yeah, he's got he's got a club, big club. That's like a that's like a shell, right? Yeah, it's called the Iron Shell Club. Yeah, he's got a shell, uh, and he's got mighty antlers. Yeah, those antlers that grew out of his head are a weapon too. So, right. what kind of attacks we got here? So we're talking. So the Iron Shell Club is um, depends on it. You know, goes down, starts at four, degrades down to one, hits on threes, wounds on threes, rend two, d six damage. So it's kind of swingy. Yeah, but four attacks in the beginning is going to be good. Yeah, it can be swingy. And then his antlers? Uh, the antlers are, uh, these are all three-inch range. Uh, two attacks with the antlers. Hits on twos, that degrades down to five up. Twos to wound. Two ren, D3 plus three. So a little more reliable. This guy can do up to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, 24 36 plus, damage. Yeah. He can dish out up to 36 wounds. Uh, He's a general, even if he's not the general. Now, here's the malfunctioning laystone thing, which, once again, if you're under the bad moon, this affects everybody, not just him. If you're not under the bad moon, not so much. At the start of your hero phase, if this unit's on the battlefield, you'll say it will clobber its man. He hits it with the The iron shell club when he gets angry. Roll another dice equal to the malfunctioning laystone value. So it starts off with four dice, and as you take wounds, it goes down to one die. Okay? Each roll corresponds to one result below. You must pick one result you rolled and apply its effects. Results of two to six last until the next time you clobber the laystone. So if you roll a one, you take D3 mortal wounds, which is why it's better to be rolling multiple dice because you pick one effect, but yeah. the odds of you rolling four ones is low. <laughs> <laughs> so these you pick one. Right? Um, and here are the bonuses. You can either plus one attack, plus one rend for the melee weapon. So the Iron Shell Club either gets an extra attack or it becomes rend three. Yeah. Um, roll a dice okay. every time this unit receives a command on a two up, you receive an extra command point. Mm-hmm. Uh, only unmodified hit rolls of six for attacks made with missile weapons can score a hit. That's cool. Or a five up ward. So yeah, you roll your dice, you pick which, and they're all good. Except the first one where you take D3 mortal wounds. Which, but, but like I said, once again, that's yeah. why that's why it's less risky when you have more dice. Exactly. Uh, you know, rend three, or even just an extra attack at rend two damage D6. These are great. Yeah. At the end of the combat phase, pick a model within one inch. Roll a die. If it's equal to or greater than their wounds characteristic, they die. 
Yeah. So he, that's just him grabbing you and crushing you. Uh, start of the hero phase, he regenerates D3 wounds. And to, I love regeneration is a general rule. Start of the hero phase, you heal D3 wounds, right? Yeah, yeah. Just at the hero phase, so both hero phases. Yeah, at the start of the hero phase. But mm-hmm. like that's always what regeneration does. And instead of change it here for him, they give him a second rule. <laughs> yeah. So he's got regeneration, which is D3, and he's got imbued with life. When you roll that die, add three to it. Right. So it's D3 plus three wounds he heals. He heals four yeah. to six wounds at the start of each hero phase. That's that's pretty rough. Yeah, you think? Yeah. I guess his only drawback is he's only got a four-up armor save. Yes. So if you if you really pound him, he'll But go that's down. the thing. you you got to give him only a four-up armor save because you got to be able to pound him. He's going to, at the start of the, I mean... Even if it's only four, he's healing at least four wounds every... He's healing at least eight wounds per battle round. Right. That's great, you know? That's really good. All right. Now, that's it for him. Because there's no new models. All the old models are the Trogoth rules. They haven't changed. Um, You know what? Let's do the Grunt of Stampede last. Okay. It's the next one in the book, but it's got the most to it. Yeah. Um, the biggest heel is all about, uh, talking about Brog King Broad Broad. Yeah. And just how much he, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's fun. He just, he hates everybody, but especially Sigma rights. Yeah. So my plan was to actually do a King Broad army. Really? Yeah. Cause I already had the two mega gargants. So I was going to get another one and do King Broad out of it and then do the rest like small gargants. Uh huh. And that would be my 2k army basically right there. Yeah, so, I just need to get. I just need to get him and be done. So these realms is ours as his first battle trait. Each mega Garkant has a mightier makes rightier value listed on its damage table on its war scroll. For the purposes of contesting objectives, each mega Garkant model in a King Broad Stomp counts as the number of models equal to its mightier makes mightier value, and each Man Crusher Garkant counts as ten models. Yeah. I think that's isn't that? I guess they're standard rule. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So he keeps it if you join this one. Yeah. Uh, if you have King Broad, he's got a five-up ward while he's within three inches of any other friendly units. That's really good. That's not bad, especially with how no. many wounds he has. Yeah. Uh, then he's got uh, Smash It All to Bits. Once per turn in your shooting phase, you can pick a terrain feature and a friendly Mega Gargant within an inch. On a two-up, that terrain feature is Sundered. If a terrain feature is Sundered, roll a die for each unit that has any models on it or garrisoning that terrain feature. On a two-up, they take D3 Mortal Wounds. Then all models from the unit that were on the garrisoning, the terrain feature must be set up wholly within six inches of it and more than three inches from enemy units. If a model cannot be set up there, it is slain. The terrain yeah. feature is then removed from play. So this is different than the smash to rubble. Oh, yeah. Because you actually re- are you're removing the terrain features. Yeah, they're leveling stuff. Mm-hmm. Finally, the-, the Mega Gargant you picked can make a shooting attack with the hurled terrain which is an 18-inch range attack, D6 attacks. Yeah. Fours by threes, two ren, D3 plus three. Yeah. So I think, man, you're doing this every turn. Once per turn in the shooting phase, you can pick any Mega Gargant mm-hmm. and do this. Yeah. On a two-up, I destroy the terrain. All of yeah. your guys have to move. If they can't, they die. And then I can throw the stuff I destroyed yeah, so there's a grand strategy that goes with this. 
Is uh, there flat, flatten the lands? So when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there are no terrain features on the battlefield, that's right. I don't. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, if you had like three or four mega gargants, and I, I would say if we were talking about that, anything that's little tiny bits, like little bits and bobs, first, I would say it'd have to be an actual terrain piece, like a scene but like, type but piece. But like most of the most tables for two K games have eight pieces on them. Oh, that's right. How I, don't know, do I that? don't know if you could do it because you can only do this once per turn. Once per turn, you can pick one terrain feature and one mega gargant within an inch and roll the dice. Once per turn. Yeah. So that's twice. My, my turn, your turn. So that's twice in round one, twice in round two. So no, you, can, you could. No, because it says in your shooting phase. Once per turn in your shoot. Oh, in your shooting phase. So I don't think you could ever do it. You could only ever do five. Yeah. And then some, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a. If there are no, ter- yeah, I don't, yeah, that's, that's not, that makes no sense. Right. I mean, you'd have to ha- purposely have a terrain field where you only had five pieces of terrain on it to even have a chance. Right. Um, so he's also got his own monstrous rampage. Yeah. When you carry a monster, well, with oh, you can do it with any friendly mega gargant. You can carry out the monster's rampage. You got the king stomp. Okay. Yeah. So this one is weird. Go ahead and read it. So it says only a model has made a charge move in the same phase can carry out this monster's rampage. Okay. So you so you, you have to make you a charge. charge. You charge. Then it says you can make a three d six inch move, but it must finish that move within three inches of any enemy units. Okay. So you're, you you complete your charge, roll your dice, and then you move again. When it makes a move in this way, it can pass across models and terrain features in the same way as a unit that can fly. At the end of the move, roll a dice for each unit pass across, and a two-up, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. So I was just trying to, like, yeah, you, you, like, you charge into something, you roll your dice. I mean, the average move is on three dice. Is, ten inches. It's like ten inches. So you move ten inches, and anything you move over... Two up takes D three mortals, and then you fight. Yep, basically. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a way to get like, kind of get like where you're going. Well, not only that, but you think about it. Really, this unit's attacking him. I mean, we've read there's a bunch of things we've read in here where they're walking and people are stabbing him and shooting them in the legs, and they're just yeah. like, "What is that?" Like, yeah, they're not slowing down for that right. unit because that unit wasn't really what they were after. Yeah. They just keep going. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's neat. Um, he does have some cool command traits, uh, mm-hmm. plus one of the attack characteristics of the death grip made by Mega yeah, Gargants. Yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, in the combat phase, if enemy models are slain by attacks by a friendly Mega Gargant, hold you within 12 inches of the general, heal up to D3 wounds. Heal all located mm-hmm. that Mega Gargant. Yeah. Uh, once per turn in the combat phase, you can pick a friendly King Broad Stomp unit, holy within 12 inches. If you do so until the end of the phase, use the top row of the damage table regardless of wounds. Yeah, they've got. I mean, they've got cool stuff. Uh, if mm-hmm. you want to play a Sons of Bayamut army, now you can have an, a special rampage, and you can literally destroy terrain where you can remove it from the table, and then I remove it by faction. throwing I, I, it. I yeah. assume that includes faction terrain. Of course, terrain. Yeah. It does. It doesn't say it's not. It says a piece yeah. of terrain. Yeah. Um, and now the Grunstock uh, Expeditionary Force. Is before yeah. we get to the or, or there is no units listed in here. They because it's just it's uh, there's no new models or new anything right. for this one. It's just Grunstock units, so there's only two. Yeah, so it's the Grunstock units. What are those units? 
It's Thunderers uh-huh. and Gun Haulers. Oh, okay. That's right, because they, they lost their ship. So it's the guys yeah. who are on the foot, right? Yeah, so your whole army is Thunderers, Gun Haulers, and Heroes. Uh-huh. All right, so battle traits. Uh, friendly expeditionary force units just become battle line. So all of the, yeah. all of there are battle lines. So now you can have a whole army made of thunderers. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> in in any phase, each time a Grunstock expeditionary force unit has shot or fought for the first time in that phase, roll a die. And a four up, they can do it again. However, subtract one from hit rolls. Yeah. For any phase, each time a unit shoots or fights on a four mm-hmm. up, they can do it again. Yeah. That's why. It's crazy. That's why you want to take them if you want you can, to do this. And, and you can unleash hell and do it twice. This ability can be used in your opponent's turn after a Gunstock Expeditionary Force unit shoots with the Unleash Hell command. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or if they fight in the first... So they, yeah, so you can... Wow, okay. This armor's nuts, dude. Rapid deployment. Each time a gun hauler makes a normal move or runs, you can say that it will transport a friendly unit. If you do so, before it's made, pick another friendly expeditionary force unit with a wounds characteristic of six or less. Blah, 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 blah. Remove the unit, and then when the hauler finishes, yeah, basically you can pick up and move a guy. Yeah, you can attach a unit to a gun hauler and fly. Yeah. Uh, command traits again. Uh, rally. You can return a slain model on a four instead of a six. That's yeah. so good. Well, you so it, you're so you're rallying thunderers on four. Uh huh. When those are bigger, going to be bigger units. Yeah. Oh God. This uh, army's bananas. You're going to see this. List. I think you are. When the general issues all out defense to a friendly unit until the end of that phase, they have a also have a five up ward. Uh, these are these are command traits. You get one of these. Yeah, you, get, you have to pick one, but still, mm-hmm. that's not a bad mm-hmm. one to pick. Or mm-hmm. at the end of your hero phase, if a friendly once per battle, ugh, I hate once per battle ones. Yeah. At the end of your hero phase, if a friendly gunstruck hauler has been destroyed, you can roll a die and add the number of the current battle round to it. On a six up, you can set that gunstruck hauler back with uh, more than nine inches from the enemy with five wounds back. Right. That's not bad, but I think I would mm-hmm. probably take. The all-out defense. Right, actually, I would just take the uh, the rally one. The rally on a four-up. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, you got grand strategies, battle tactics, all the type of stuff. You know. Yeah. We have. So what the what you can't do with this is you can't take the ships. So no frigates, no ironclads. But you can take the gunstock uh, hauler, the little tiny you can, ones. You can take the small ones, and they're actually you know they're pretty cool. But the big thing is here, you could just take a whole army of thunderers. Which is what people were doing anyways. Were <laughs> they? Well, yeah. But, you know, now you can, now that you're battle line. That would be <laughs> so many models because you spend a bulk of your points for that army on the ships. Right. That'd be crazy. Yeah. All right, listen, we got to get into this now. All right. Um, got to talk pigs. All right. You can be. A Grunta Stampede if you have the Maw Grunta or Gore Grunta keyword. Which means it's an all orc cav army. Yep. Um, Once per battle, you can pick a friendly general on the battlefield and call a Grunta Wa. If you do so until the end of the phase, each time a friendly Maw Grunta finishes a charge move, Roll a die for each enemy within an inch of that, and on a three-up, they take D3 mortal wounds. 
So basically, when you call it, you do impact hits. Yeah. Not all that impressive. I mean, they're already doing a lot of killy stuff. I get it, <laughs> yeah. but it just, it, you know, that that didn't feel like I. I miss seventh edition orcs and goblins rules with all their wa stuff. Mm-hmm. But just this, the, you know, they they that was like every that for one turn they just lost it and did everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a rule called Hogs of War. Friendly gore grunters are battle line. Of course they are. You need yeah, uh, they, otherwise they, you can't run an army. They're they were gore grunt. They were battle line in one of their lists too, right? I think there's one that we were, but now they are in this one. During yeah. the first battle round, you do not subtract from your momentum score from the mog friendly mog grunters. Yeah, it's and, one of their rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have two monstrous rampages, mm-hmm. charge down and greedy gobble, uh, you know, just dealing out extra wounds. Um, the charge down is nice because you get the charge, you get the extra move, and you add one to your momentum score, which we will get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Their command trait is basically plus one rend against monsters. Yep. Their mount traits, you can pick up to three friendly Mogrunta units. It's crazy. There's only three. There's only three traits. You, you basically, all three traits are going to be on the table if yeah. you have three units. If right. you have a multi-model unit like Gorgrunta units, they all get the mount trait. So I think that's cool, too. You can give the mount trait to the whole unit. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, you got three of them. Rend one equals rend zero. Plus one to hit and wound if you took any wounds or mortal wounds during combat. Uh, or uh, what's the last one? At the end of the enemy charge phase, if they're if they're within 12 but more than three, you can charge them. Roll three dice, yeah. Or on a three up, yeah, you can make a charge, yeah. You can roll, yeah, on a three up, you can attempt to charge, yeah. Um, what else do they have? Artifact of power. You can issue a command, and it, uh, this bearer can issue commands to any friendly unit on the battlefield. In addition, each time the bearer issues a command, you can pick an enemy unit within three and roll a die, and on a three-up, they take a mortal wound. Okay. Sure. Uh, grand strategy. When the battle ends, you complete it if your general had a momentum score of six at any point during the battle and has not been slain. That's actually not hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I would say this. And the only reason I'm even reading them because I gone I kind of skipped. I think that none of these seem to be too hard to do. Actually, yeah. if you want to do it, uh, out of control. If you use greedy gobble, charge down, and two other monstrous rampages in one turn. So if you use four of them, then you can then you get that one. Um, the boss leads the way. If your general causes a gruntawa and any enemy units are destroyed by attacks made by your general, then you get. Or attacks or abilities. That's a battle tactic. And the last one, you complete this battle tactic if at the end of your turn there are three or more friendly Mogrunta units on the battlefield that each have a momentum score of 5+. plus. So what's the rule about momentum? So you start off with a momentum score of 1. Okay, Your momentum actually grows because uh, it's on one of the charts as you take wounds because it yeah. gets angrier and it goes faster. Now, how does this work? Because this works for all of these. Anyone who has unstoppable momentum, you start with one. At the start of the battle, you have one. Each time this unit finishes a run or charge move, add D3 to its momentum score. So when you run or charge, D3. It can never go over six. At the end of each turn, subtract one from the momentum score to a minimum of one. So at the end, you go down. Now, they do have a rule in here real quick. Where did I see that? Oh, yeah, that we talked about. Here we come. At, during the first battle round, you don't lose one at the end of the battle round. So you you could, you could have one. If you 
charge in there or, or run forward, you can have up to four and it'll stay that way. But you can get at least, you know, have at least something then. Um, this guy is huge and awesome and killy. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see how big this model is. This looks pretty massive. Yeah. So he comes with uh, Pig Hacka. Okay. Yeah. And six attacks, threes by threes, a ren two damage. The 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 pig has mighty tusks and trampling trotters. <laughs> uh, two attacks that can start off that start off at three d d three damage. The trampling trotters, the legs, four attacks, threes by threes, one ren d three damage. This thing is no joke. Right. And then the guys on the side, the two guys hanging off the side, two attacks from them, threes by threes, starting with one rend and building the three as it takes damage. Yeah. Uh, two damage with that. Uh, Meanwhile, it has a three-up save and 14 wounds. Yeah, yeah. The three-up save is, wow. If this unit makes a charge move, you can re-roll charge rolls for all friendly Maw Gruntas on the battlefield until the end of that phase. So you, if you're going to charge, you charge with him first, mm-hmm. and then everybody else gets to re-roll if they don't get a good charge roll. Uh, yeah. Once his momentum hits four or more, he can run. He can charge and run. So if you get your momentum up good, if you if you ran, in fact, start at turn one. Think about this. Turn one. Mm-hmm. I run forward. My momentum is one, right? Yeah. I, I, since I ran, I roll d three. I roll. I roll a three. My momentum is now four. Yeah. Because my oh, momentum yeah, is four, charge, I can now yeah. charge. Right. Turn one. If I get up there. If you get lucky, yeah. I mean, his move is already starting at nine, and it gets faster as he gets wounded. So I move up nine. I run. If I get a good roll, I'm up 15, and then I get to charge. And then he's got uh, he's got his own monstrous rampage, which is pretty good, too. How many points are these guys? Uh, Tusk boss on Maw Grunta. I don't have in front of me. They are 380. Uh yeah. I I feel like they're worth it. Mm. Like I feel like they're gonna do a lot of damage. Plus you gotta have at least one because you wanna have him you know, you want him uh you want these guys you know, th- this is the army. Yeah. You wanna get him in crushing. Now if you take uh without the hero, Tusk Boss on Mogranta, the Mogranta with a hacking crew is two seventy. Yeah, and that's that's basically just it's got the guys on the side, but not the boss, not the hero. But then you can take just the Maw Grunta Gougers, yeah, which is just, just a guy riding one, just a dude on one without all the extra bonuses. And that guy's even cheaper. What is he? I don't have him in front of me again. Hold oh, on. Uh, it is. Uh, those are only one eighty. Yeah, one eighty. So you could run a bunch of these. Yeah. And it's a behemoth in his battle line. And isn't there that rule that if you're if if they're battle line, then you can have more than your limit of behemoths? Yes, you can have as many as you want. So you could run at 180. You can just run run Mogruntos. Mm-hmm. A 380. Hold on, let me figure this out. It's like Oakenbrow. You can run, you know, a bunch of treatment. So if only I, if I only have one at 380 and a 2,000 point game, then that leaves me with. Um, Four or sixteen twenty. Uh, divide that by one eighty nine exactly. You can run nine Maw Grunta regulars just without the side hackers, mm-hmm. and one general. 
Nice. And then you could <laughs> uh, that would be ten, ten units of giant Mograntas. Wow. Okay. Whose pigs are probably going to be? Oh, I wonder how much they're going to cost. Oh, uh, hundred bucks. I'm thinking around that, maybe one one fifteen, something like that. I, I see. I don't know. They're not. They're not like Archeon big. Mm. You know, so I'm yeah. I'm I, I'm I'm not certain. I am curious myself as to what maybe eighty five. That's I'm I was thinking more along the lines of that something in the yeah. it's it's a little more than your average cost of your average hero model because it is a behemoth. It's enormous. I just can't see. Oh my goodness, there's so many of them. Like there's just ten of them would be. Uh, a lot, you know. Just what are you looking at? I'm. Just, I was looking to see if I, I was looking for something. If there was anything about the cost on it, but I can't find oh. anything about it. I didn't see yeah. anything about it. So, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, the, and they're all pretty much the same, you know. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the only difference is uh, the tusk boss on the Mogranta has that, and the Mogranta with the as long as they have the hack and crew clear a path. They the ones with hack and crew have clear a path as their monsters rampage. Without it, you get flattened in the mud. Yeah. Uh, if you make a charge, you do this. Pick an enemy with the wounds characteristic of one or two within three inches and roll a die. If it's less than the momentum score, the strike last applies to that unit until the end of the turn. Which is maybe not what you're expecting a rule to get from the orcs, <laughs> but yeah. basically. I smashed you guys down. You are striking last because, yeah, you're just getting smashed. You're just trying to get up. Right. So that's all cool, those three. Now, Ardboy Big Boss, man. Yes, a new model. Uh, I don't know that I like his mask. I think he looks like a like a, like a Bane's weird cousin. Yeah. Um, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Six wounds, three up save. Okay. Yeah. He can issue the rally command twice. To friendly Ard Boys units. No command point is spent on the second one, so he gets a two for one on this. In addition, he rallies Ard Boys on a five. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, right? And uh, plus one to shield bash rolls, which if you don't know what a shield bash roll is, the Ard Boys, uh, they, it's basically stomp. At, yeah. the, at the end of the battle, at the end of, the, at the end of your combat. You roll a die. You roll a die for every model that's within an inch of an enemy model. So it might not be that, all that your has a, That has a shield. Yeah. Well, I think they all have shields. Yeah. No, I, think, the, I thought some had shield and some didn't. Uh, no, it, they're armed with Ardboy Choppas or Ardboy Stickas. All models must be armed with the same weapon option. But yeah, they're one-handed weapon. They all have shields. Oh, okay. So any model that is within an inch of an enemy model, roll a die, and on a six-up they take a mortal wound because your shield is that bent... Our bent our iron. With, so they changed this war scroll. Yeah, that's why it's in here. If it's if it, it's only yeah. if it's new war scrolls. Art boys have all new war scrolls. Yeah, and it's and great. Mo- and and models, right? Yeah, you have guys with chapas or spears, basically. Now the chapas, uh, they're both two attacks. Chapas are threes by threes, one rend, one damage. The stickas yeah. have a two inch range instead of one inch range, and they only hit on fours. Okay. Yeah. Two wounds apiece, three up save for these Ard Boys. Only a five bravery, but your musician makes it six, okay? Three up save on these guys. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, now, if you use Stickas, and I, I kind of like this. So if you take the Ard Boys, if you use Stickas with your Ard Boys, improve the rend by one when they're charged. Yeah. 
So it, it hurts it, when you run into them. <laughs> it hurts, yeah. right? If you yeah. take, they also have ear we go, plus one of the attack if you have choppas and you charge. Yeah, they got they got a bit more expensive. Of course they did, but and they went from unit size five to ten. Well, that's good. Because they're they used, uh, they're, I think they used to be five for like ninety points. They're but they're like the they're your grunts now in the army. Mm-hmm. They always have been, but now that they've got nice new models, you're going to see them more, I think, and they changed it up. So I don't know. For me, first of all, the look of the, the an orc without a choppa is like a bowling ball without a liquid center. You know, yeah. it just you yeah. can't have it. Yeah. Um, plus, well, they have, I'm trying to think what's comparable to them, like like a like a Stormcast Liberator is basically the same dude, except he has a worse... Well, if you have shields, they have a three-up save. Mm-hmm. But I think these rules might be a little better. I don't I, know. I don't know. They're good. Yeah. But if you take the choppa, when you charge, you get plus one attack. I'm taking oh, the that liberators one. are cheaper. Yeah. You know, extra rend. Uh, and then, like I said, the shield bash. Every model that's within an inch of an enemy model does mortals on sixes. And yeah. if they're within 12 inches, wholly within 12 of the big boss... They do the shield bash on a five. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be awesome. Um, we got Zagrok Anvil Smasha. Yeah. He's the other na- named character. He's a, yeah, he's a named character. He's on, he's, on, uh, he's on a Grunta. Not the big Grunta, though, right? Is he on a Grunta? Oh, he's, oh, he's not on anything. He's on foot, yeah. Can he be in the army? Sure. He's, a, he's got the... Uh, yeah, he's got the keyword iron jaws. Oh, right, right, right. But you know what he can't be in though. He can be in an iron jaws army, but he can't be in a Grunta Stampede. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so we got new models. But if you want to play the Grunta Stampede, you're only playing Gruntas. Hold on, because because the Grunta Stampede, you have to be a Gore Grunta or a uh Maw Grunta. Every unit of your army must have the Auric War Clans keyword. And either Mogranta or Gorgranta. Yeah. So these other guys are just for the basically for the Orc book. It, it, wow. If okay. you want if you want to play an all cav army, there's special rules. If not, these yeah. guys are just new units in your army. Interesting. I think that is interesting. I wonder why they put them in this book. They put it in the book because you might as well have it in you know, some people are gonna if you're gonna buy the book, why would you keep half of these out and make me print out a PDF and carry my PDF? Print yep. out with the book. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and this will tie them over till they put a new book out for them because it is a bunch of new units, and they did yeah. need something. I'm kind of excited for them. Mm-hmm. All right, so Zagrok Anvil Smasher, seven wounds, three up save. He's a hero. He's the guy who's got Clonk, right? The Anvil Squig. Yep, he's Heck got a yeah. ramming head, three attacks, threes by threes, no rend, one damage. Now he's got a skull crushing Basha, three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two. And his ward smashing Choppa. Two attacks, threes by twos, two ren damage, three. And you could either take the, the Grunta or uh, Grunta Tongs. So if you could take either, yeah, what is it? The ward smashing Choppa or the Grunta Tongs. So you go from the two attacks with two rends and three damage to four attacks, threes by fours, no rend, one damage. And the question is, why would you want to take that? Over the world smash, the war because the word sure. smashing choppa also has special rules. Yeah, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with this is a six, and the target has any wards, the wards are smashed. If the wards are smashed for the rest of the battle, they don't get ward saves. <laughs> 
if this guy rolls a six for an attack with that choppa, mm-hmm. you lose your ward save for the rest of the game. Yeah. Okay, Night Haunt. I know. Is that a ward? Is that... that if the target has any wards, yeah. the unit's wards are smashed. If a unit's wards are smashed for the rest of the battle, ward rolls cannot be made for that unit. I was trying to remember if the night haunt. It is. It's is. a six-up ward save. Oh yeah, yeah. But their but their armor is a, an ethereal. Okay. Yes, yeah. they still get their armor. They mm-hmm. they would lose their deathless. Yeah. Now in your hero phase, you can pick a friendly iron judge unit, hold you within twelve, and roll a dice. Add two if the unit is armed with gr- if if he's got. Oh, here here's why. Okay, yeah. so if he's got Gruntatongs, you add two to your roll. On a four-up, that unit's weapons are green-hot until the start of your next phase. While a unit's weapons are green-hot, unmodified rolls of six cause a mortal wound in top on top of the other damage. Mm. So I suppose if you're having a, 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 a very... Um, if you're going to have a foot slog in lots of models army, yeah, and maybe you're not going to put him in the front. Maybe you're going to have him behind... Yeah, he's more of a buff piece. Then he becomes a buff piece. But if you put that ward smashing chop, I mean, it depends. Do you want to be a, you know, do you want him to buff your other guys, or do you want him to be the guy? Because I mean, if I know, if if honestly, if I'm playing this army and I know I'm going to be going against a place that's got, uh, uh, got players that have a lot of ward saves, mm-hmm. I'm going to give him this that choppa. Yeah, you know, but that thing to give bonuses is really tempting. No ward for the rest of the game. That's dumb. <laughs> All right, so let's look at the brute rages and the weird brute wreckers, and then we're that's the last of it. Okay. Yeah. Brute ragers. Now here, this confuses me. So let's. In fact, let's start with the weird brute wreckers. I like these guys. Three wounds, five up save because they took off all their armor. So these are the weakest save I think in this army. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're elite, so they can issue themselves commands. Three wounds, like I said. Unmodified hits. Now, their Chain Smasher has six attacks with a two-inch range. Fours by fours, one rend, two damage. That's pretty good on its own. Yeah. Unmodified sixes to hit uh, on a unit with ten or more models counts as two hits. But it's got to be ten or more models. you got to have a lot of guys to hit. Okay, not bad. Yeah. You can run and charge. Pretty good. And you have a five-up ward when you're within three inches of enemy units. Yeah. That's that's a pretty solid fives that's by cool, fives. Yeah. It's a cool unit. It's not a cool unit. I mean, not a bad unit. Now then we go back to the Brute Ragers, which are the guys who didn't go wonky and need a mask hammered into their face. Yeah. These are the Brutes who were bullies who were embarrassed and now have basically t- decided to prove that they're brave by taking off their armor and fighting the toughest things. Right. So they do the same thing. They run and charge. And they basically have impact hits. Yes. Uh, unmodified hit rolls with the Brute Crusher. Now, they have three options. Mm-hmm. The Chain Smasher, which is the same thing as the other guys get, but yeah. they don't get the bonus. Right. Which I think is weird. But they don't get the bonus with the Chain Smashes. Okay. Um, then the Mighty Gore Hacker is the two-fisted or the two-handed Hacker. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, it's like a giant choppa. Three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. You know, less attacks, but better chance to hit. And then they got this Brute Crusher, which is three attacks, fours by fours, one rend, D3 damage. Doesn't seem as good as the other stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure which weapon that. You don't have, I don't think they have a picture of that. They don't have the picture of that. that. Uh, but sixes do, instead of 
uh, D three won't. It does three mortals, and the attack sequence ends. So, yeah. the crusher sixes do three mortals. That's not bad. Maybe like a club or something. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the weird boot wreckers better. Mm. At least for my taste, you might need both. In fact, I was even thinking with that Ard Boy Big Boss. You know, you get one. You know, pl- you get uh, plus one to your shield bash rolls. You rally on five up. Yeah. And I keep thinking the Choppa's the way to go, right? You get on the attack, you get the bonus. It's only think a one so. train. But if you were really if you were really playing an Ard Boy's army, because you can just take an Ard Boy's army now with Ard Boy big bosses. Yeah, I mean they got these new units now. You, you could have a big unit maybe of ten or twenty spears in the middle as your mm-hmm. anvil. Put them up front so that they have to charge them. Yeah. And then have your uh the guys with the choppas, maybe in two units of ten, sort of left and right flanking, bring them up yeah. to hit it once once they you have these guys up front to absorb it and get the plus one rend when they get charged. Mm-hmm. And then you run the other guys in. You could do a, 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 a just be an all our boys army. I mean, how many are they army how many units they got? They got one, two, three. They four. got eight new units. So they got so they have five dedicated Iron Jaws units that aren't heroes. Yes. Right? Yes. And then they've got... No, they got four. Well, they got the Gore Gruntas. Oh, that's right. Uh, Wait. From the Iron Jaws book? Like Gore oh. Grunta, right? Oh, no. I thought you were just talking about these new models here. Oh, the new stuff. I'm just talking about the army in general. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay. I, I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think because right? the only there's only two heroes in this list. Yeah, because the Maw Grunta with the uh, Maw the the Tusk Boss is a hero. Yeah. The other guys are just regular dudes. Right. So, but I'm saying from the original book, you've got the Gore Gruntas, uh-huh. who can go in this army, and the guy in the Maw Crusher can go in this army. So you've definitely got enough choices. I mean, you've got probably. I mean, how many units are in the Fire Slayers book? <laughs> well, I mean. When you say you got enough right. choices, what are we talking about? Are we just talking about if you want to run an all uh, an all an cavalry? All, yeah, if you want to run just an Iron Jaws army, not necessarily an all cavalry army. Oh, so you right? got eight new models here, and yeah, what yeah. is the Iron? Hold on, I'll I'll look at that because I don't remember, but I you know, yeah, that's uh, let's look it up. I got the Iron Jaws book right in front of me. Right. So who is? Let's see. Do, 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 do. I'm sorry. Let me get through all the. It's mostly here. It's mostly characters. So, uh, Gordrak and Mega Boss. That's two. Mm-hmm. Orc Mega Boss, Orc War Chanter. That's four. Weird Knob Shaman Brutes. That's six. They have iron. They have the Ard- Iron Jaws keyword. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, all these guys have the Iron Jaws keyword. Yeah, I guess I forgot about the Brutes too. Yeah. Uh, now the Ard Boys don't count because they got replaced. So we're still at what I say six. Yeah. Gore Gruntas make seven. Um, you got a couple of uh, the War Cry War bands that are oh, Iron yeah. Jaws. Yeah. And that's it. So about okay. eight. Yeah, you got about eight units, and now you got about eight more. So right. 16 units. That doubled the size of the Iron yeah. Jaws. If right. you want to run straight Iron Jaws, you just doubled their size. Right. So now you're not, you know, now you're just running Iron Jaws. You're not running like. Big Wah, where you're running like Cruel Boys and stuff in there, and Bone Splitters and all that stuff. I'm I mean, see, I, I'm not good enough to figure out how to make that work well. You yeah, know, there's because some, you, there are some pretty good lists out there that I'm are combining. Certain there are, yeah. But uh, yeah, this okay. So the Dawnbringers Crusades are all in trouble. 
Yeah. What, what Everyone's else attacking new? everywhere. Yeah. Hammer Hall is under attack, and they got inside the place. Yeah. And, and now we got are, all these the new models. Are involved. Right. Oh, I love I love all of this. I love yeah. all of this. So my guess is we're gonna let's guess what the next book is gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna guess. Obviously, the cities of Sigmar is gonna be in there, right? But I think the Skaven are gonna be in there. Well, they just popped up there, so yep, there's a good a, chance, right? So probably Skaven and we haven't seen from Slanesh or Zinch yet. Of, yeah. from their enemies and no and Nagash hasn't pulled any shenanigans. Well, he's right. he's still dead, isn't he? He's still dead. I mean, re- well, reforming. He, he, he's reforming himself. Yeah, he's so still I'm thinking reforming it's going to be oh, Skaven and then but that Summer King stuff has got to have yeah. something to do with it, which means yeah. I think you're going to see yeah, flesh eater courts, right? Yeah, and at the very least maybe some of the Mortarks coming in. Unless yeah. God, if we are winding up that they're actually going to drop a new Mortark, if they're going to bring what's his name, Oshorin, or whoever was the the, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. is is he the Summer King? We don't know, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm fascinated to see where this is going. I don't know. I just know that they're in a lot of trouble and they're going to need help from somewhere. Yeah, I feel like the new book, the third book, will feature Skaven, Cities of Sigmar, and flesh eater courts and they're going to release some new units for those two armies for skaven and flesh eater courts is my guess do we think there's going to be four books or five before july five i think right so is it going to be five before july that makes sense although it could be just four i have a feeling i I, and uh, here's me and i don't even have a feeling i just like to say things um would be kind of cool if they uh managed to save uh one of the rides by having i don't know Tyrion and his people come riding Ooh, in to save fun. the day. That, that'd or be fun. wouldn't be bad if suddenly in the in the heat of all of this, um, uh, Malarian, Malarian would show his, up and his shadow elves. Yeah, with his yeah. shadow beasts and stuff. Wouldn't be a bad thing in the new thing. Because otherwise, what's going to happen? The only next thing, the only thing I can think that might happen. Uh, especially if we're going to come up on a new edition, is mm-hmm. you know they haven't opened a new chamber in a year or two. Um, That's true. And there's still like three left. Maybe they're going to open a new chamber. What's going to happen sweet. when they open all the chambers? First of all, a new chamber means it, a slew, at least a dozen new models probably for the yeah. Stormcast, which already and have a huge book. I just wonder what they would do. Like what I, kind of stuff? What, do, what do they know. need? I mean, they everything, have everything. Everything has always been an answer. It's like Sigmar kind of knows what's coming or figures yeah. it out and makes an answer to it. So whatever's going to happen, mm. you know, I don't think we're going to see Slanesh break free. No. I don't think that has anything to do with this. Right. I don't think we're going to see who who's getting kicked around a lot that might get a chance. I don't think we're going to see beastmen suddenly rise up. No, I think it's going to be flesh eater courts cuz they don't when they don't have a new book yet. The right? Skaven? If the Skaven, Skaven just started through. Skaven, the Skaven are kind of at the bottom of the barrel oh, right now. Oh, that's right. Flesh Eater Courts still have the white cover, don't they? Yeah, that's an old book. That is, This is the oldest book then, because yes, it's the it only one with the white cover is the Flesh yeah. Eater Courts book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I think you're definitely, with, with this Summer King stuff, I think we're going to see that yeah. coming soon. That'd yeah, I don't cool. know. I, I mean, I, I don't know what they you think, need. You think FAC will be the, the first new book in fourth edition? No, it's going to come out before then. It's got to. Yeah. They're not going to hold... We're not going to see a complete stop of battle tomes between now and July. No, I don't think That's so. That's insane. Right. 
Ugh, I dude, I got nothing. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so much has happened. I know. This is was, so it cool. A, it was a lot to take in, this book. It was a lot. And folks, like I said, if you're listening to this on the day it drops, congratulations. If you like this, go order it because this is really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, some of these appeal to certain people and not others because they are pretty faction specific. I just, mm-hmm. I just like it for the lore. Right. Um, but there's, there is, there is a lot of cool stuff in here. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Should we wrap this up? Absolutely. All right, folks. Um, I want to thank you again for listening. And uh, before we go, I should definitely thank our sponsors and our our uh, our things like that. Our sponsors, you know, uh, Chaos Rock Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards, as well yeah. as our Patreon sponsors. That includes our associate producers, Jake C, James Brown, Old Man Yeti, executive producers Scotty Milne, George Stradone, and Sir Killsteak. And, of course, thank you, newest patron, the Uruk guy. Thank you all yeah. for being part of the 1% who make this show and all we do possible. Are you ready, Chris? Oh. Folks, Hold we on. will be back shortly. Uh, I apologize for the delay on this one, but we couldn't talk about it until the book dropped. So right. the book drops today. So we decided to have the episode come in a little late, so that way it could be uh, timely, I guess you would say. Yeah. All right. So, folks, until next time. Only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Oh, Sigmund!